Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 339, recorded on August 19th, 2021. On tonight's episode, with special guests Nick and Sean from Game Pass News, we talk about all the Xbox and Nintendo love, Pokemon Presents impressions, and a whole heck of a lot of questions from the community. Jesse, you know what to do. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Marty here, and you're listening to Nintendo Dads. Tonight is August the 19th, 2021, and this is episode 339. That means uh, there's probably about seven to 800 hours of audio out there that you have wasted your time listening to. <laughs> okay. I mean, you that's, haven't wasted... No, you haven't probably, wasted your time. Accurate. You haven't wasted... Okay. If Justin says it's accurate, then it's accurate. All right. I mean, he does. Well, I meant the, the hours, not the waste of time. I was, <laughs> right. I was just more actually trying to figure out what we brought you on as a host. Uh, be well, marker. because you know, marker. Uh, somebody has to know something about Pokemon besides Jesse. I'd, uh, I'd, say, I'd say for every hour of audio <laughs> you guys have recorded, I've probably spent a pound on Nintendo games. <laughs> well, there wow. you go. Wow. Hey, <laughs> awesome. So uh, that's, that's heavy. Nintendo, we expect our checks in the mail. Uh, very soon. <laughs> we appreciate it, guys. Uh, joining us on the show tonight, as you have already heard, are some uh, foreign voices. Uh, foreign as in accents <laughs> are different, but also because they don't freaking play Nintendo. They play Xbox, <laughs> and they're on the show for some reason. Uh, I don't know. But uh, anyway, Justin, why did you let these guys on the show? You know what? I... Uh... Actually, I didn't invite them. I'm going to be really honest with you. It was actually Tim's idea. Um, but you know why? Because Nick and Sean are two of the amazing content creators, part of our Nintendo Dads family, who support amazing well, content, great amazing content, and we absolutely love them. And anytime I actually have talked with cool Xbox with someone who's not Sean Capri, uh, I love that opportunity. So I'm excited to both have Sean, or sorry, Sean and Nick here. So. You were just about to say, I'm excited to have Sean Capri here. No, I was, just, I was just like, I just realized that when I said that, I was like, oh, that could be mean to both, both of you. But I love, That's cool. I love Sean. Also, anyone that has to suffer at the 3 a.m. wake up call like I used to have to, man, spirit animal. You know what I'm saying? Spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so speaking of uh, Sean Abbott uh, is joining us from across the pond. Sean, how do you feel right now? Uh, I feel more awake now than I did nearly an hour ago when I first woke up I kind of walked into the kitchen and turned the, turned the kettle on and I was kind of like did I know that is then. not where I thought you were going with that <laughs> statement I thought you were going to say something like I'm more awake than I've ever been in my entire life <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, so uh, I'm excited I, I'm, it's like, this is the second time I think I've been on with you guys yeah so, yeah we were um, on an yeah, Amazon Island together Yes, yeah, so I'm super excited. Yeah, so, so for, for those of you guys who don't know, or maybe are new listeners or anything, uh, Sean used to be one of our Patreon producers and was on the show correct, uh, yeah. as a guest then. And if you go over to patreon.com backslash Dads, you can join in for the $30 level each month, and you can become a producer of the show as well. Or you can just uh, back us in Discord or back us on Patreon and get in the Discord and end up on the show like Nick Metzger. That's uh, right. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Slide in on the side. That's another way to do it. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing good. And you know, if you do the Patreon producer, uh, you might end up on a show because that's how. That's how I found Sean. He was on your guys' show as a Patreon producer, 
And Justin said, you want an Animal Crossing show? Go find some people and I'll, we'll back it. And I was like, Sean, you were on. You can podcast. You do it. So Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I, went, I, I went from doing a spot with you guys just like for the, <laughs> the, the quarterly spot for the producers and then got a contact from Nick. And then I've ended up making content nearly for a, nearly two years now. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> You never know what will happen no. <laughs> uh, in the Discord, right? Never, never. Uh, what what happens in the Discord stays in the Discord. That's why we keep uh, <laughs> until it doesn't. Keep, that's right. That's uh, I mean that's why we keep uh, Tim around. Tim offs with us tonight as well. How you doing, buddy? Oh, that's right. I am on live, aren't I? So I should pay attention. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to do a tweet, but I'm doing good, and I'm so excited that I get to be on with six people at once. This is crazy. I mean, do we get to do this often? I I think this is the most we've had on one. I, I think you're right. One call. I also, time, I also think it's, it's, it's amazing that you use such old man language there just a second ago. I'm, I'm trying to do a tweet. Yes, I'm trying to do a tweet. <laughs> Hold on there. You guys are going too fast for me. Slow down. Yeah, on. <laughs> tweet it out. Uh, and speaking <laughs> How you doing, of, Marty? I'm doing good. Speaking of old men, uh, Jesse Waldax here uh, with us as well. How you Get doing, buddy? Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I decided to join the hat club today. Yeah. Hat club for men and women. We don't (laughs) discriminate. The hat club for men. Can that be our next sponsor? Sure. (laughs) So what what I wanted to do, but didn't get a chance to find the clip was, uh, I don't know if y'all know the game. uh, 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 Now I don't remember it, but it's an Elysian tale. Uh, It was, it's a, action platformer game with anthropomorphic animals. Uh, one of my friends, Kimlin, uh, voiced uh, Fid- Fidget, I think her name is, this little companion guy. And there was a conversation about hats. And then she like yelled, why don't you guys join the stupid hat club? <laughs> I wanted to save that clip for the show. And, but and now you have. Yeah. And now you have. And just, and, and I, I point out, I was joking about you being an old man. But then you forgetting the name of the game just sealed the deal. Uh, right. <laughs> well, guys, the game's uh, even on Switch, I, and I played it on Steam when it was first released. But it's, uh, I don't know. Awesome! Uh, if you're watching us on the live stream, as you uh, can do on Thursday nights over on Twitch or YouTube, you know we've got a full house tonight. And dust, uh, dust an Elysian tale. There you go. So uh, we might uh, be a little bit light on news, but we've got a lot to talk about. So let's dive in, shall we? Do it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, so, guys, our news each and every week is brought to us by you guys over at patreoncom backslash Nintendo Dads, and I've already talked about where for as little as a dollar a month you can join in uh, with our community, be part of our Discord server. You can get access at five dollars a month to. The full slate of channels for $10 a month, you get pre and post show audio. Uh, and then for $30, you get to be the Patreon producer club and get to be on the show. And here in just a few weeks, uh, well, actually about a week or so ago, you heard one of our Patreon producers on the show, Mr. Dave Ernsberger. Uh, in just a few weeks, we are going to host, uh, solo, solo something's going to be on, uh, in, in the first part of September. And, uh, if you want to sign up and be a part of the show, you can go over there and we'll be contacting you uh, as well and trying to. So if you're a Patreon producer and you haven't checked 
your um, messages on Patreon. Be sure you do that. There should be a message there from us asking when you want to be on the show. But again, hey, Marty. Yeah. I just want to say, I remember the first time I got asked to be on the show as a Patreon producer yeah. a long time ago. And I was so nervous about doing that, <laughs> but it was so much fun. That you were it was, so nervous. And then you got on here and you found out how much of a, <laughs> it was so fun. It, really no, it was so much fun. How much fun it is, right? You know, especially because, uh, you know, obviously you, you don't get to do this often or you're not usually part of a podcast. So when you got to be on, you got to bring a you get to bring a topic, too. So it was like that I is got, correct. That was a lot of fun to bring a topic and talk about it and stuff. So I just remember being super nervous about it. <laughs> you should never be nervous. We, we don't you should mind. absolutely be nervous. We should intimidate you and you should be fearful. Yes, that's right. That's how we run. <laughs> you guys should get I your was, doctor's questions ready for solo. Really? Something. You know, just yeah, like, I know. Right. He's like the doctor in the discord, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he is the he's the hey, let me help you find all this Nintendo crap that's really hard to get and let me help you get a PlayStation five and all this stuff. Yeah. That's right. I owe him a lot. <laughs> I owe him a lot over the last couple of years. He's caused <laughs> he's caused me to spend a lot of money. Uh but yeah, Good you can head over to, yeah. <laughs> you can uh, head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and join up with the rest of us. We would love to talk to you over there. Uh, so, guys, obviously our biggest news this week is the Pokemon Presents uh, video that dropped yesterday uh, at the time of this recording, uh, 8-18-2021, with news about Pokemon Unite, Pokemon Masters, Pokemon Cafe Mix, Pokemon Go. Uh, and once we get past all that crap, actual real video games. Um, so Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Pokemon Shining Pearl, and Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus uh, were also talked about. So we'll break down this news here. Uh, and talk about this. Uh, Sean and Nick, we'll throw it over to you guys first. Um, did you guys get to watch this presentation? Did you get to uh, take it in? What What were your thoughts uh, uh, after seeing it? I I didn't. I wasn't aware that the presentation was going out, so I very quickly kind of skipped skipped through uh, looking at the main points before we started. Like did well this morning for me, this evening for you guys. Um, a lot of it. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the mobile games. Uh, other than Pokemon Go, because my little boy loves absolutely playing that game with me sometimes, just for the fact that it's simple and he can he can kind of do it at three years old. The the game I'm really excited about is the the open world looking style, because that's just the art style of that looking like Breath of the Wild looked amazing, and the, that the whole thing of that's that's what Pokemon is to me in my head uh, is the open world walking around catching stuff, that whole 3D first third person view kind of thing it's just it looks amazing so i can't wait for that um i didn't get to see it but i did um i am very interested in brilliant diamond shining pearl i uh my first my first take on any of these pokemon games was on the switch um so i played pokemon um uh let's go What's the, is that, was yeah. that the first one that was a remake? Yeah. yeah. Let, let's um, go I, Eevee. Let's go Pikachu. Yeah. 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 I played that with my son and that was his obvious first dive into it as well. He loved it. So I'm interested in revisiting another, you know, another past game in this, in this form with a uh, brilliant diamond and shining pearl. And I did um, play sword and shield. Well, sword. Um, and so we'll probably, we'll jump into Arceus too when it comes out. So the, I'm, I'm with Sean basically not really interested in those others, but uh, I'll probably pick up both of, uh, both of the, Brilliant Diamond or Arceus, one of the deals. 
just as an aside here, um, totally unrelated to this, I've got to say it while it's in my mind. Sean, has anyone ever told you that you sound exactly like the actor who plays Roy Kent in Ted Lasso? <laughs> nope, you're the first person to say that, which is great. <laughs> Does anybody else hear this? Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if you if your voice was a little more gravelly. I can, I can do more gravelly. Yeah. Yeah, there, <laughs> there it is. Wow. No, you just uh, kind of say a bunch of F words and uh, no, just save that for your own show. <laughs> hey, yeah. just, just as I'll fill up that quotient after the, in the post show. Yeah, uh, we will. <laughs> uh, hey, Justin, our, our, uh, you're our resident Pokemon expert. Um, when you did a great video, uh, recapping all the news. Here, what was your impression of this uh, Pokemon Presents? Woo! Well, Marty, let me tell you, it was a smoker of an event. Let me tell you, from all the Pokemons to the Pikachus to the Eevees, I was sweating and crazy. Because let me tell you, the Pokemon Company has come up with some more crazy ideas for us. And Whoa. I've loved every minute of it. Has it been Cafe Mix? I don't know. Maybe. It's a game you play in a toilet. I don't know. Pokemon Go, five years. Why are we still talking about this thing? Shiny Diamond Pearls? Sure, why not? Arceus, look, it's a Growlithe. Look, it's a thing that looks like a moose. Oh, my God, these are incredible. Hey, he said a Pokemon right. <sighs> he sure did. He actually pronounced a Pokemon's name right. And that was a clip you. that was posted on Twitter as well, where he professed you, that he got one right. <laughs> let me tell you. this. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about right now when he said Arceus. A real humdinger of a of a thing. Um, here's the thing. I said I said during it, right? And sure, look, if you want more of my hot takes, head over to our YouTube channel to watch my video where I am awake and grumpy about it. Um, I or, would say this, or just I grumpy. Think, yeah, well, sure. Look, it like let's not start getting you know calling names here. Um, if you're a Pokemon fan, I think this is great for you, right? I'm sure there was a ton of things, and I even said that in my my presentation. Uh, I said, like, man, I'm sure Jesse's going to love this uh, five years of Pokemon stuff. Um, I don't really care much about Shiny Diamond Pearl. Um, I'm curious, though. It sounds like they have added more stuff. Am I correct on that? Like, there was some content looks like it's been added. There, there was. But one of the things I think was most interesting to point out about that, that game in particular, was that there was a very noticeable uh, graphical upgrade from the time it was first shown off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, sure. it did look better. They did not, not, I mean, there's a lot of people that were throwing both of these games under the bus as far as the, the actual way that they looked, but I didn't think they looked all that bad. No. Uh, and I didn't even, I actually didn't think the shiny, uh, diamond and pearl. I'm just going to call them diamond and pearl because I can't forget Good. which one's, I, those I can't people are just wanting brilliant and which one's shiny. Uh, Wait, so those people are just wanting Pokemon to look like Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I, I mean, the, I, I think the art style isn't too bad. I, you know, I, I thought our Arceus actually looked quite good. And, and I, you know, I said in the stream, I, I'm going to pick up Arceus because I think it's, you know, it, I mean, so a couple, okay, hold on before I go there. Them announcing a switch light two weeks before black Friday, specialized edition, ladies and gentlemen, business, Justin here. Let me tell you, wonder how Nintendo's going to hit those metrics and those numbers. Guess what? You got an OLED coming out in October and you got a specialized Switch Lite coming out two weeks before Black Friday holidays when the game releases. Ladies and gentlemen, open your wallets, shake the money out, because let me tell you, they are going to make absolute bank. That is how Nintendo is going to hit their projected targets for their Switch sales. Absolutely brilliant idea. Hey, and not only not only a Switch Lite that's a special edition, but yeah. a Switch Lite 
Switch Lite Special Edition that's an homage to an earlier DS Special yeah. Edition. Yeah, yeah from, exactly. From 15 years ago. The move that still has me scratching my head from a business perspective is putting Arceus in January two months after Diamond and Pearl. I don't get that because typically sales in January for games are much quieter. Uh, that to me doesn't make sense. I will say though, I think that game looks great. I, and they are, they know exactly what they are doing, which they are marketing and branding that as breath of the Pokemon. They are definitely every scene, every cut, the musical cues, like the art, even the art style and pieces, they know what they are aiming for. And they are doing that really, really well. Yeah. That's my Pokemon rant. I'll get off my soapbox now. No, 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 that's good. I'm, I'm glad that you, you brought that up and stole my, my, uh, my name for the for the Pokemon game. That's cool. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, here's the thing. I think that out of everything that Pokemon Company is doing right now, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Jesse. I know you. You know, we we jokingly introduced Justin as the 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 real Pokemon fan of the show, but it's really you. Uh, and so, and you've you've been with the franchise for the longest. You've been invested in it the longest, and so I, I want to kind of get a response from you on this. I think that out of out of everything that Pokemon Company is doing um, and showing us with this, that uh, Arceus is the most forward-thinking uh, and it actually has the most likelihood of grabbing non-Pokemon players and introducing them to the series uh, than a, than a title has in a long time. I know there was, you know, there were such accusations of of Sword and Shield being dumbed down for new players. I actually think that Arceus is a perfect jumping on point for new players. Uh, spe- right. Specifically it does, it people does. who are Breath of the Wild fanatics. Yeah, it's, Pokemon has always been similar to Dragon Quest in that the formula is the formula and you don't mess with the formula uh, until you start messing with the formula. And like, it sounds like Dragon Quest XII is, might be doing that. And Pokemon has been hinting at that in the, since, since go for like the last five years. And I, I think like the wild areas from Sword and Shield is kind was kind of the beta for this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and that's the reason why I didn't play much of Sword and Shield because it was awkward for me to go from, to get lost in, the wild area and forget I don't forget even forgetting which way is north and which way is south to then snap back to a grid I, you know go one way or the other and this mm-hmm. is going the other which is something that people's been wanting for a long time yeah you know, even dragon quest went 3d back in dragon quest 8 so i i would think it, it's safe to say that what you saw of of arceus and or what you saw even in this presentation was very pleasing to you. Yes, you know, they, in, they they still have turn based combat, which you know, I I wouldn't want it action like uh, Arlo said that he wants to see action. I don't no, don't do that. But at least it's still adding strategy to it with uh, adding with multiple styles. You can have a, a strength style that will be slower, and you risk losing a turn because of it. Or you have agile style, which is weaker, but you have the possibility of gaining a turn so you can go there's, there's reasons to go both ways so it does add a layer of strategy in it yeah um about the the something there that i wanted to, i wanted to point out too was i thought it was really interesting 
that now they have it where the actual trainer uh, can take damage from Pokemon. Yes. I, That's I, a first for the series. Still not sure what happens when you black out. You know, do, do you just, someone just happen to magically pick you up and carry you somewhere or uh, they didn't get into that? Because, you know, in, in real life, if a, if a bear attacks you, 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 you are dead. Yeah, uh, you don't get blacked out. Yeah, <laughs> a nurse a, a ring hitting you will not black have you just black out and then you magically appear at a Pokemon Center. <laughs> well, you know, Jesse, I mean, honestly, the, the, at the end of the day, let's let's be honest, kids are still playing this game, right? Right. So they're they're not going to do anything that's too too yeah and, outlandish and, or too, you know, too and and in mo- during the gameplay you don't kill anything you knock them out or they pass out or whatever you know you know I think you know canonically there are two deaths in you know in the in the, the first generation but in general you you don't kill anything yeah so yeah, uh, speak, speaking of the first generation I haven't played a Pokemon game. That's not just Gen One, so I went. I think I played Red, Yellow, and Leaf Green, and then I kind of didn't play anything until Let's Go, and I haven't played anything <laughs> else other than that. So wow! So you, yeah. you, so you only know Gen One? Yeah, pretty much. So it's, it's, I have a lot of nostalgia with it. So it's what I played as a kid on the Game Boy while I was traveling to and from my grandparents and stuff every Sunday. So it's kind of like that. And I, I have, they don't have the brain capacity to remember nearly like nearly a thousand Pokemon that we've got now or something. Yeah. There's officially like 900 Pokemon now. So I can't oh, remember them all. And that, I, I, I read that counting. somewhere earlier that there are so. officially 900 Pokemon now. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, so, um, so so it's they added like, four. They added four with this presentation. Well, so two. This 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 open world one's probably going to pull me in and start making me play a Pokemon game that's not just Gen One Pokemon. So yeah, I think that I think what's interesting about this one, y'all, is the that there is such a difference in what we might ca- call quote unquote the formula for Pokemon, um, no longer are you just out like catching Pokemon and going from the next route to the next route. You're researching Pokemon. You're actually helping uh, build, you know, gather knowledge about and find out what kind of Pokemon are out there. And to me, that's, that's actually pretty appealing uh, when you come down to it, because one of the things I've seen people be very critical of um, is the, the lack of originality when it comes to Pokemon story. You know, it's just like it's the same thing every time. Oh, and some design the, uh, like Trubbish and Garboder. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's like it's it's the same thing. It's kind of like how um, I don't know if you guys are um, fans of like old eighties cartoons and stuff, but there's the big debate you know going on in in the the Masters of the Universe community about the new He Man show uh, that Kevin Smith did about how it's so non traditional, you know, and it's not. That's the, that's the point. And that's the point. But then today, Netflix announced a brand new He-Man show that's aimed at kids that's going to be focused on He-Man. And it's it's like, okay, you know, you can have both. So so in other words, it's it's the show that we liked with all the fun sucked out of it. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at it, Jesse. Thanks. I I mean. Episode says there is. Where is Shira? And Netflix had a Shira show, and it is surprisingly good. 
Go find it. Oh, yeah, it is actually really good. But but like I think it's it's the same thing. It's in every fandom. It's in the Transformers fandom. It's in it's in He-Man. It's in everything. It's like we we want that the, these these franchises to endure and we want them to grow and, as long as they have all the appropriate callbacks. Right. As long as they never change the formula. But then like we're the very one, the same people in the fandom are the same ones who complain about the formula. But I think what I've seen more than anything, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this, what I've seen more than anything of over the last day or so has been people have just lost their minds over the way that Arceus looks and not in a good way. Uh, you, you know, like I've seen thread after thread after thread uh, on Facebook groups and, and on message boards and, oh, and read it about expect, how again they're expecting grand theft auto or skyrim you know that, right, that's like, just not going to happen but but the thing is is that if i don't even think you can compare breath of the wild and skyrim because yeah skyrim did look good for a while but like everything in breath of the wild you were able to go to and stand on there were things in skyrim that were just basically background paintings right i mean you couldn't no, go, no, I've never you couldn't go it, to but... him. You couldn't get like that was the frustrating part for me was playing Skyrim after Breath of the Wild and realizing there were places I could see that I couldn't get. I feel like I should be able to go over there and do that. Now, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that in Arceus or not, but like there's a ton of travel options. It looks like there's a ton of different areas to be in. I, for me, again, and I, I know I speak to this as a non non-Pokemon fan, like very casual. I I think it looks great. I, I can't wait to play this. Yeah, I, I, I think it I think it looks good too. And I'm not expecting you know I'm not I'm not expecting this visuals that you'd see out of an Xbox. So I don't know what they're complaining about. I think you have some backlash um that's mixing from uh the OLED not being what some people wanted it to be. Uh, the poke, you know, when Pokemon was but that's first, not Pokemon first, Company's problem. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying it is. But when Pokemon was first released, you there were there was a rumor of like, oh, that looks better than it should be. There's some glimmer, there's some rays. It's I bet it's because of a the new. It's going to be released with the new Switch Pro and yada yada. And so I think part of it is a little backlash of that. And I'm not saying it's Game Freak's problem, but I just think I think those two those things are married together. They mix, they mix a little and people are like, well, it's not going to look how I wanted it to because the OLED's not what I wanted it to be in. So, so whose fault is that? Yeah, that's, that's the consumer's fault. Uh, you've, you've given yourself a, a you set yourself a mantle too high for, for them to achieve. So I think there was, just there was a lot, angry, right? a lot of people who were very let down when the OLED was not this super hyped up, you know, whatever. And, and that's fine. But like, uh, as I don't know if you guys saw me post about this this week, uh, I'm just going to be glad to have like a functional switch that doesn't yeah. overheat every five or 10 minutes. Cause y'all Fortnite was overheating my switch the other day. Ooh, <laughs> it never has done. It's never nurse like it, nurse I, it to October. You can do it, Marty. God, like, I'm telling you, if my switch fails before October, oh, it's going to be a bad day. It's going to be a bad day. You see, um, my my day one switch still runs like an absolute dream. It's like, apart from the battery life being, it, it might. I mean, it, it'll it gets me through at least two dungeons in Skyward Sword. It. See, I don't understand. Like, it's not like I've taken this this thing out and played a boomerang with it. 
you know, out in the yard or anything. But I, I think part of it, I really do think that uh, I had a little bit of the battery, you know, expansion thing. And that grate over the fans was already primed to fail, I think, in the design. And it got really brittle and broke off. And now I think stuff gets down in there and causes the fan to mess up or whatever. I don't, I can't be opening my switch up like every week. And, right. and I'm not a, like I say that, I'm like, I'm not a dirty person. Like I'm not like pouring chip crumbs down my, down the, the vent of my switch or whatever. But like, it, Justin looks like, like he's been, he's been, when the, yeah, Justin is say, doing that right now. Chewing his the, way the, through uh, the podcast. The first time that the, like, I've had to replace the fan on it because the fan was actually not spinning at all. And so, I, I did like a, you know, I mean, I got a friend of mine to, to do it and did a, a quick fix, but I, God, I, October 9th needs to show up. Like, let's go. Um, yeah, we got right seven now, weeks, we got, seven weeks to go. Yeah. Did anything else in this presentation, uh, like we've talked a lot about Arceus, but uh, like anything about Brilliant Pearl or whatever, uh, anything from the mobile games stick out to you guys? Well, I kind of wanted to go ahead. I said, the the mobile game the is it Pokemon Unite, the MOBA yeah yeah that looks fun it's not it's just not a game type for me at all but it looks like it could probably get a lot of um I know like my nine year old daughter would probably enjoy it on an iPad because I, mm. I know she she she's a big fan of Pokemon Let's Go um, things like that it, uh, I'm really surprised that it's taken it this long to come to mobile yeah I mean we had the cafe. So, and I mean, I've tried playing that, and uh, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> but that that isn't great. I never, I since I did, I did the live stream on the launch day of that, and never went back. Yeah, yeah, Jesse, uh, what were you going to say a minute ago about it, the? Yeah, so yeah, during the Pokemon Go talk, Justin commented during the live stream that he bet that I'll I'm going to have fun talking about that. Well, all the news from that, and my response is. Uh, yeah, we talked about all that two weeks ago. None of that was new. <laughs> don't you yeah. start trying to yeah, create smart Pokemon <laughs> minute stuff right now, right? You get your two minutes. You don't start. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. And um, see, I wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. So talking about Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Oh, my son was wa- watched it later on in the day, and he got to the point, you know, halfway through, and he texted me this. I just watched the direct up to Gen 4 remake and holy crap, the game looks amazing and it brought back a lot of memories and the music is amazing. So this is someone who's 21 years old now. So 15 years ago was six. So, wow. <laughs> so, so yeah, his, that, that, the, the, the brilliant diamond and shiny pearl for him is what? Yeah. yeah Gen 4 Gen was one, probably his first Pokemon game. Exactly. So that's, that's, he, I, I get the feels for what, what he's got already because that's that's what I'm like when I saw Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. I was like, <laughs> yes. The, so. um, we do have the the dual pack pre ordered from Amazon uh, because my son wanted one and I I decided I wanted one to play through um, with him. So we're going to do that. His one of his favorite Pokemon is Piplup, so because he loves penguins, so. We're gonna we're gonna play through this one together and trade back and forth and all that. So he can he's like, I re- up in two games. This time he's like, 
I really don't even care which one I get. He really, really, really wanted uh, sword, and I and I really wanted shield, which was fine. But this time he's like, I don't care which one you, you pick. So we're going to get that, and I'll, I'll we'll probably pre-order uh, Arceus and have it ready uh, in January to go. Because I mean, traditionally, you're right, Justin. There's not a lot of uh, not a lot of big games dropping in January, and maybe that's their strategy is to create hype at the front of the year, and maybe it's because they know what's coming down the pike in 2020 and there's something big coming and they put they want to slot this there so that there's an appropriate amount of time between it and the next thing. Yeah. And I, and I will say console 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 Cato in our chat made a comment of like, it's going to sell no matter what. And I'm a hundred percent right. Like this game is going to sell like gangbusters and maybe that's exactly it. Right. Maybe it's putting a game in a spot that doesn't traditionally, it's going to sell like no matter what, it's going to have a huge sales numbers. Um, also with kind of the influencers or the whatever you want to call us and the social media content around of like everyone's saying it's kind of like Breath of the Wild meets Pokemon. Like that's going to be another thing, right? I'm not, I'm not a huge Pokemon fan. And I know that's shocking to this audience. I know you're surprised, <laughs> but even this, I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. I see what you're, I see what you're doing. I see what you're trying to do. And I'm in for the ride. You know what I'm saying? I will give that a go. I will try that. Uh, where like Diamond and Pearl, I'm like, no dice. Uh-uh. Nope. Not going to do it. Uh, so I am definitely all in on that. I think it's about the right time. Um, I mean, for I know when we did Let's Go, my son doesn't want to catch every Pokemon. He just wants to go through the story and do the routes and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And he got done with the story and he was like, I want to play more. And I was like, whoops, sorry. That's, you know, that's, that's the story. You're, you're at the end. <laughs> that's that. And, uh, and so I can totally see him taking about two months, probably not even two months and being like, I want more. And I'll be like, well, play this one with me. So yeah, I, I don't know. That's and then so, some of the other features in, in the Gen 4 remake, like the underground and the stickers and the contests, you know, sounded like Justin didn't know if they were new or not. And, most of that was in the original game, so they are okay. definitely enhanced in in the in the remake. The thing that is new are the Pokemon hideaways, which will spawn different Pokemon depending on how you organize your hide your your secret hideout, and the customizable avatars and outfits. That's new, but that it's new to Gen Four, but it's kind of taking what started with the let's go games and enhanced with sword and shield and just continuing on. So it's new to gen four, but not new to switch Pokemon games. Cool. Awesome. Well, guys, I think we have uh, talked about all the angles here on the Pokemon presents. Uh, you can pre-order the uh, two switch games right now, both uh, brilliant uh, Pearl and shining, whatever. And I'm sorry. I like, I cannot get those together. Um, you can pre-order them now on the digital eShop, uh, both it and Pokemon Legends. The um, metallic gray Nintendo Switch Lite with Dialga and Palkia uh, release on November 5th. Um, then Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl release on the 19th. And uh, January 28th for Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, and until May, 20, May 9th, uh, there's all kinds of things that you can get pre-order bonuses uh, with that as well. So uh, if you want to see more and get really in depth into it, that video is now available over on both Pokemon and other channels 
uh, there on um, Nintendo or on the YouTube. You can go and check that out there. Um, if you're a Nintendo Switch online subscriber, you can now download and play Minecraft Dungeons for no additional cost. This started on August 18th and it runs through the uh, 24th. Uh, we've talked about this game on the show before, but I wanted to remind people about it because it is a fantastic dungeon crawler. And I know there's probably some people who uh, avoid it simply because it's Minecraft or, oh, it's Diablo Light or whatever. But if you're sitting at home and you have kids who love Minecraft, this is a fantastic game to play with your kids. Uh, I was telling Nick earlier, uh, you may like dungeon crawlers and your son may like Minecraft. And this is a great place to marry those two things together and have some fun with your kids. Uh, and it's really well done. I mean, it's it's not like, hey, let's make a, a crappy Diablo clone and slap a Minecraft license on it. Uh, I think it was it was put together very well. It has a great story. Uh, it has, I mean, there's levels and pickups and all kinds of other stuff. Plus, there's a ton of DLC out for it right now to, to extend the game and go into different uh, areas. And so I, we recommend it. I think we recommended it back when we talked about it, but it's there. Um, if you uh, actually have had the game on your system, I think there's been an update pushed that kind of pushes it up to queue on, <laughs> because you may have not played it in a while, and it kind of tells you when the, the deal runs out, but it's free. And so you can – honestly, guys, uh, that is – let's see, 18th, 19th, 20th. I mean, that's long enough to tell if you really like the game or not. And then I, there's there's an ultimate edition out right now that gets you everything, uh, and you can just you can download that. And uh, if if memory serves me correct, I believe last year, Marty, I believe this is one of our games of the year. We mm-hmm. talked about like fam, like as a family game. Yeah, because I know it is great four player couch co op local play. Yeah, it is. It is a bit kind of dungeon crawler for for starting. But I will tell you, we have a family friend brings over his son, you know, they bring over their son and uh, he'll always say to me, he's like, hey, hey, Justin, can I go play Minecraft Dungeons? He doesn't have, it's like what he wants for his birthday. And he's always like, hey, can you play with me? Can I play together? It's like a game that we only play together, mm-hmm. uh, but he absolutely loves it and he's got his own character and, you know, it's just, it's, it's a really good introduction into couch co-op video gaming, right? So if you're mm-hmm. looking for something that's not challenging, but just kind of a bit of fun, Right to, to to play with your kids, um, you know I think it's a great game to look into. Well, so really smart push by them for sure. Yeah, and one of the things that I think gets, um, I want to be sure that doesn't get ignored about this is, guys, we really like we talk all the time about couch co op games and family gaming, and a lot of it is either like a game like in the in the same genre as Overcooked, or a racing game, or a party game. This is something that is absolutely completely different. From that, and there's really not anything else like it on the Switch right now, unless you're unless you're into Lego games. And I don't even think Lego games don't have like weapon progression and things like that, like this does. And so uh, it can it can kind of pave the way to action RPGs for your family later. I just think it's a solid title, and it's worth taking a look at. Um, so some other game updates we want to talk about uh, and mention to you. His Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion DLC uh, is a free post-game DLC that's getting released on August 26th. So if you had fun with that game, uh, just know that that's coming. Uh, Kataria Fables, which is... Um, Jesse, you're playing this right now. Help me out here. This Is this like uh, Harvest Moon with kittens? Um, 
I, I haven't gotten into the like the farming part of it. So so far the game, but there seems, is farming. There is farming. I just haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. Yeah. So the this base game is discounted to uh, fifteen ninety nine right now during the pre order period. You can get a bundle for twenty bucks, uh, which is discounted from twenty five. It includes DL, uh, fifteen pieces of DLC. If you buy them separate, it's ninety nine cents. And this is out on September second. Sorry, uh, so, uh, a bit of an update on Sonic Colors Ultimate. Uh, you know, last week we talked about Sega's bundles that include four day early access, which is really gross. Uh, I hate the way that companies do that, but uh, Monkey Ball is getting that. Well, Sonic Colors Ultimate is also getting that with the digital deluxe version. Uh, it's forty four ninety nine. It releases September third, which is four days ahead of release date, and it contains a music pack. Um, which is, includes three exclusive game remixes, the ult, and the ultimate cosmetic pack, uh, which, uh, he gets gold and silver gloves and shoes and electric lightning boost and aura from the hit Sonic movie and Sonic movie themed player icons. Uh, can we just be honest and say that that's kind of a lame, couple of lame DLC packs? Yeah, I'm really, not you're, impressed. Yeah, you're just paying for the four day early access here, right? Pretty much. Uh, that's man, this kind of stuff needs to stop. Uh, but again, Monkey Ball, we talked about this last week. Uh, it was announced yesterday that uh, Kazuma Kiryu from uh, the Yakuza series will also be playable as a tiny little human trapped in a ball, uh, who is collecting bottles of milk or beer. <laughs> I don't know what they are, are they milk or beer. I maybe, don't know, maybe they're sake. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but you can play this on October the 1st or the 5th, whichever your preference is, uh, if you want to buy the, the digital uh, DLC pack. Hey, hey, business, Justin, um, you're, you're being summoned. Hey, um, I want yep. to ask you, <clears throat> um, like, I know you're, maybe you'll agree with me on this, that, that this kind of stuff is kind of gross for companies to do. But again, why, why, why are they doing it? Like, like the four day early access thing. Um, so there's, you know, I think, I think the thing there is, is with, with gaming in general, right? There's, there's kind of this, this exclusivity, right? There's this coolness factor. There's this first one to get access. There's all those type of things. So from a, you know, hey, be the first ones to play. So you want to feel like you're part of that conversation, feel like you're part of that moment. So if you can if you can kind of uh, pay for that access, then people will do it. It's probably, I think, one of the, to be quite frank, I think probably one of the dirtiest um, moves to create promotion and excitement is the, you know, pay up front early to be able to do this and gain, <laughs> gain that kind of access. Um, that's typically why they do it, right? It's all it's all about so it's all about incentivization, right? I get really worried when a game, and I'll give a great example. Tim's going to hate me for this. When I see a, a game do a lot of like, here's special edition, here's promo books, here's art books, here's da 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 da, right? Extra stuff that you're adding, like a pre-purchase bonus. To me, that feels like it's padding out what should be there internally in the game and trying to make it up in in physical content or mm. DLC content, right? So I think of so example, I think of Metroid Dread. Not saying it's going to be a wash. Not going to say it's something bad. But sometimes when, sometimes when we see these like, hey, buy all these things 
it can it can be one of two things. Either it's either they know they have an amazing hit on their hands and can and can and can swing that kind of value proposition, or it is a dumpster fire wrapped around a bag of shit, right? And that's really what they're trying to do with a bow on it, and really hoping to God that they can sell you on that. And so I think that in some cases that's that's the game. Also, you're asking me about Monkey Ball. I dislike my Monkey Ball, so I that game can burn for all I care. After the tr- after the garbage trick it played at E3 this year, and I went from the highest of highs saying it was Donkey Kong Countries to the lowest of lows in a matter of a split second, that game can burn. I don't care if we get a free copy. I don't care if they send me all these things. Uh-uh, I am not touching that game. I'll it take them. Uh, I'll take them. be rotten for me. Wait, before I tweet this, I just want to make sure I get it right. Justin Masson, Metroid Dread, dot, dot, dot. Dumpster fire, bag of shit. Is that, did I get that yep. quote right before I tweeted? Um, okay, I, I would also just add uh, with okay. a bow on top. With a, with bow, a bow on, on top. top. Yeah, okay. Wow. All right, good. Uh, yeah. Uh, Go, Tim. <laughs> you can report to Tim's office later on. Uh, <laughs> you see, I, I, I think with the Dread stuff that they know, it met, it's been so long since we've had a Metroid that they know people are just hungry for any kind of new stuff to do with metroid so th- th- I, that side of it they know it is the, the merch is going to sell really well i 100 there's no, agree there's no there, digital Sean. content in this though so no. you guys are talking about digital content right they're doing a lot of more physical it's a steel case and, and, steel case and, and game yeah and high um I, high quality I, art cards i agree with sean book. i don't think i don't think it's going to be hot trash um, because Nintendo won't let it do that first and foremost, right? And they are promoting the bejeebus out of that game. I have never seen them push that hard on social on any game ever this long. Like, are you kidding me? Every week, let me tell you about the Metroid log. They Did have you know, to. know, this time last year or, or they 25 have years to, ago, Justin, the they GTA. have to promote this because of 19 years of people who haven't been able to play the other games. And still can't play it, and so they have to say tell. They, they also have to promote this because they refuse yes. to release. So any they have to tell the story. Super I don't. They have to tell the story for those people who can't go back and play it. I don't disagree with you. What I'm saying is they are promoting heavier than I have ever seen them promote before. They're doing exactly what they need to be doing. And I, I would have been disappointed games, if they didn't. Some games, not necessarily uh, Met- uh, Metroid Dread, but I'm using as example. Because of all the sales stuff and, and the the gear that you can get with it, some developers and publishers, I think, just kind of wrap it around all this free promo stuff and hope yeah. to God it's good. I didn't have this in the notes anywhere, but I think late last week or early this week, GameStop announced the top five Switch games that they have on pre-order, and uh, number one was Dread. Huh. What, surprised, what surprised me was number five was Simitomi Tensei Five. I wasn't expecting that to be up there. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to say this. Does Justin like anything? Yes, I like beer and chips. What more do you want? From um, Thank you, Game Pass. <laughs> and <When> Apex. You... <laughs> if if uh, Samus Apex, ends up Apex. being a special skin in Apex, then Justin would be loving it all day long. Next yeah. So I want to I want to throw this out here. It's like, what is a worse? What's worse? Uh, a worse practice by companies? Now that Justin has brought this up, is it worse for them to, in your opinion? For them to do like this four day or however long early access digital, you know, you get a bonus on the deal, you get a bonus uh, discount on the DLC or to do these ridiculously high priced, um, special editions, you know, like where this one comes with a statue and it's $300 
uh, and you get this game that it's kind of there. All right. Know? I, I gotta, I, I gotta jump in on this because um, I like special editions. I like champion editions. I like all those editions because if I'm a fan, I want that stuff. I want all those things. If I like breath of uh, the wild sword. Yeah. If I, I am looking for those things because I'm like, I'm all in. I want to represent. So I want those things. And for the Sonic thing, I expect them the same thing. And I don't, I'm looking at it differently than I think than you guys are with the Sonic and the monkey ball thing. It's like you are paying $5 more to get the DLC packs. Like in this case, you're getting two DLC packs that are almost $10 more. And you're getting the bonus of being able to play it early, in my opinion. So it's like you're you're getting this five dollars more. You're getting eight or to ten dollars more DLC for five dollars more, uh, and then plus you get to play it a little bit early because you're a fan. You are into it. You want this more stuff. So you're a fan of Monkey Ball. You want all this stuff. You're a fan of the Sonic Colors game. You're gonna want this stuff, the digital stuff. Now, are there things that are shady? Definitely, because there are. Uh, there was another thing. Uh, the the what was that the 99 game that came out the pac-man 99 game mm-hmm. that stuff they had there to me was silly just for the amount of prices that they had there and i don't know how well it did probably didn't do well because you don't hear about it much anymore <laughs> but talk about that game. yeah it's other like than, other I, than regret once they purchased it purchased right it. <laughs> it's like you doing that stuff and i haven't purchased anything i had fun playing it for a moment and then uh, i was done. i have the regret yeah so but <laughs> I think it's just how you view this stuff, especially if you are a fan of these games, uh, of this stuff. So, yeah, I I wouldn't mind if you pre-ordered the game and there was a way of tracking the time and date of when you pre-ordered it. That if you pre-ordered it on the day it was announced, fine, get it four days early because you know you you've gone out. You, you must love it that much that you pre-ordered it that early that you know. Hey, thanks very much for giving us the money way before the game's released. Here you go, play it four days early. That, that I think's great, and I think Mecha Dragon. I'm, I'm tracking tracking the chat on Twitch as well. So he makes a point of if it's if you get to play the single player campaign of something um, a couple of days early because you've paid extra for that. That's great. That's fine. But when you start getting to the realms of like things that are multiplayer, so it gives you a couple of days to be to beat the crowd basically. So when people other people do start, you're further along. You probably you know if there's a weapons ranking system or anything like that, you higher stats learn the map. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you get like a an advantage on that. I think that's when you start getting naughty with it. So. But if, but if you're a fan, aren't you going to be wanting to jump in on that immediately anyways? So you do get the, you pay that little extra to get into it a little bit early if you need to. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just think it's funny that they do it for games like this, but you don't see Nintendo doing this for game for their big games. Like, hey, you can play Breath of the Wild four days early if you do this. Nope, uh, that, they're, that, they're not going to no, do yeah. it. They're not going to do that. I think it's only Sega that's ever done this. No, no. Madden does this all the time. Well, on Uh, a Switch. If it's not on a Switch console, I don't follow the releases. I mean, EA and others have done this, have done this a lot. Uh, Like to me, like, is it almost, and maybe I'm, maybe this is wrong, but I'm going to say this is almost like saying, uh, maybe this game isn't as good as you, we think, as you probably think it is. Maybe you should 
pay extra and play it early. And that can be an incentive for us to go ahead and get your money. They're going to offer that because they know they're going to have fans and they're going to get that extra money. They they just need to spend the four days debugging it more. (laughs) At least without time. Yeah. I'm just going to say probably not even a great experience for those four days. It's not. Well, the last monkey ball game that came out on the switch was God awful. And that's the thing too. keep in mind that if the fans get a hold of it early and they start posting that the game is garbage, that's going to tank their sales as well. So they have to keep that in mind as well. If they think they do have a good enough game to make it get out there early, that yeah. if enough people are going to get it early because they're a fan and then they start talking about it on social media as, oh my gosh, this is crap or X, Y, Z, don't buy it. Then people are going to either wait for a sale because someone said, wait for a sale. It's not worth that amount. Or, or maybe word of mouth makes it blow up uh, when they do buy the regular version on the release date. Yeah. So it could backfire too. We got to keep that in mind. I mean, if it's a way for companies, I guess, I, I guess it doesn't bother me really. If they, if it come, if somebody plays it and wants to pay money to play it four days early, or they want to pay however many awful hundreds of dollars for some stupid three foot statue of whatever character, then okay. If it, if it helps them recoup money and, uh, and I pay less so that they don't have to up the game, then whatever. Or if they just make more money for the next game, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't really bother me too much. Yeah. Uh, one last game announcement here, blood rain betrayal, fresh bites, which is, this is a uh, remastered version of, of blood rain. It's coming out September 9th. They got a, a release date this week. Uh, and so if you are uh, a fan, and I mean, let's be honest, who is in half-naked vampire chicks, right? Um, I mean, <laughs> there it is, September 9th. It's it's there for you. I mean, the game may still be crap, uh, but, you know, that's really not what you're buying it for anyway, right? I enjoyed uh, it when it was out on the, what, the PS1, PS2. Yeah. I enjoyed those games. They were fun. It, you know, it, it's lost in that time there, like that game. And I remember the series Legacy of Kane. You guys remember that? That's Yeah, that, that was that, a lot of fun too. Yeah, And that area, I, I like the Kane games. Those were pretty yeah. good. Um, guys, we're going to take a break right now for a word from our sponsor. So you all listen to this. You need to unmute, Dustin. Uh, Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Of course, support for Nintendo Neds is brought to you by Manscaped. And did you know that Manscaped supports over 2 million men worldwide? And they have amazing products, including their Weed Whacker 4.0 and their, or sorry, the Lawnmower 4.0. But let me tell you, one of the, one of the ones that I really, really enjoy is actually the Weed Whacker. The Weed Whacker is a waterproof device that runs at 9,000 RPMs, motor-powered, 360-degree rotary dual blades. And let me tell you, it is fantastic for a nose and ear hair trimming. And it is uh, skin-safe, so it prevents nags, nicks, snags, tugs, and all those other things. Because you don't want to be putting weird devices in your delicate holes uh, and getting uh, nicks and snags. That's not what you want to be doing. Uh, again, this no, is. No, I don't. I don't want to do that. No, it is absolutely not. You and I also, want to remi- I also <laughs> want to remind folks, ladies and gentlemen, if you've listened to our, our, our ads and you're like, man, I have really enjoyed manscaping, but 
Uh, I don't know what to do. And I'm in maybe one of these countries that Manscaped has now the performance package 4.0 and it has absolutely taken off, ladies and gentlemen, beyond the US, beyond Canada and beyond the UK, where Sean is. It is now across Europe, Australia, South Africa and Singapore. So if you are like one of the two million men around the world who use Manscaped or are interested in using Manscaped, head over to Manscaped.com and use the offer code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, and receive 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Ladies and gentlemen, for cleaner, Trinity, and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Head over to manscaped.com. Back to you, Jesse. I have to say, I have to say that, um, Sean, you can't order anything from Razor, but you can order a Razor. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I guess I am like the, the... The hair, I probably am the hairiest guy. I don't have any facial hair or head on, hair on my head, but I, I have hairy knuckles. So, you know, I am one of the hairiest guys I know. That's not where I thought um, you were going there for a second. I, the, uh, the, I would like to see the uh, weed whacker versus the, the hairy knuckles. <laughs> it's, it's a, Justin just said it's waterproof and skin safe. Prevents yep. snags and nicks, or as you said, n- nags, nags and nicks. Nags and snakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, he's, uh, tongue twisting. Oh, I thought he. I thought he froze for a minute while I was. No, he's, oh, he's just, just totally he's just taking it in. It's cool. Uh, well, guys, uh, we're going to throw it over to uh, the folks from Game Pass News for a little segment we like to call "Let's Discuss." So obviously, uh, Nick and Sean, you guys uh, are on uh, the Nintendo Dads uh, podcast network or, or whatever we call it, Friends of the Dads, uh, guys we, uh, you know, that have just come out of our community and do shows, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and uh, just for those of you guys who, if anybody is just now beginning to listen to our family of shows, uh, Nick and Sean and Dan, who does RetroLogic, used to do a show called Dad Crossing uh, that was all about Animal Crossing until, you know, basically Nintendo stopped caring about it uh, and just uh, thought, let the money just roll in. We don't have to do anything. Uh, And so they've transitioned their show, as they should, to uh, uh, something that, you know, actually does get updated. And that is uh, Game Pass over on Xbox. Uh, And uh, let's just be honest. Uh, We're Nintendo dads, but we are we're not blind. And uh, we're not dumb and we're not deaf. Uh, and we obviously understand and know and appreciate the fact that Microsoft is killing it with Game Pass. Uh, and uh, the the desire for something like that, I would love for Nintendo to embrace something like that. I would love other companies to embrace something like that as well. And that's kind of what, I mean, we're so glad you guys are on. We know that you love Nintendo too, but... Uh, obviously this is your wheelhouse. And so I wanted to throw something out there that uh, has been circulating around on the internet this week. Uh, Xbox boss, Phil Spencer uh, has, you know, kind of stoked the flames and, and the fires of rumor in the past and saying that he wants game pass on every available platform, you know, well, that tune has changed lately. And uh, now he currently is saying, and this is a direct quote, no plan. There are no plans to bring game pass to switch or other closed systems any longer, but we're open to discussion. And so, gentlemen, I wanted to throw this over to you uh, just in a way of 
Uh, man, this is, like I said, this is your wheelhouse. This is where you guys are, are at. Uh, do you think that we'll ever see it uh, anywhere other than Xbox uh, and mobile right now, you know, PC, being able to do that through Project X Cloud and all that? Uh, do you think there's room for that? Um, what has to happen for that to, to come about? Uh, all kinds of questions surrounding this. Gentlemen, take it away. You want me to start or you want to? Yeah, you you go for it because this, this we kind of touched on this in the episode today. So Sure. Um, so in, in my opinion, I, I don't think Phil Spencer says anything without, without having a reason to say it, at least on a social platform like that. So, uh, I think, I think what has to happen is Nintendo has to agree to let it happen. And I think that's what didn't happen. I think, I think Microsoft wanted it to happen and Nintendo basically said, no, we don't need that. That's why you get the whole like, well, you know little jab at the, well, if you're going to be a closed, we don't do it to closed systems. And, um, but we're still working with open systems. And if you don't know, he tweeted a week ago about saying, Hey, we hung out with the guys at valve with the steam deck. And this thing's pretty cool. It runs all these awesome, all, all of our awesome games. And I, I really think Microsoft went to Nintendo and said, Hey, let's do this. And Nintendo said no. And I, don't think that was a horribly bad decision on their part. I think I think that they are doing pretty good right now. So there's a lot of good reasons to say no. But I, um, yeah, I really think that's what happened. And it'll happen when Nintendo wants it to happen and needs it to happen. And Microsoft will Microsoft will say sure, let's go. Because yeah, Phil Spencer wants it on everything from an Xbox to a fridge, and the Switch is somewhere in there in between. So what do you think, John? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Um, Nintendo. Are- it's still killing it at the moment with the switch sales and with the OLED system coming out and then the big games that they've got rolling out. So did like Pokemon that we've just been discussing they they picked January of all times to try and release um, a huge change in the, the process of Pokemon. Uh, and it will, it'll just make a lot of money. So I, I feel that the ex Microsoft have got to approach Nintendo and kind of, on look we have this little bit of a deal and it's gonna you know we can make you this much money or you know we want to make this much money off the back of you allowing us to use your system and i think nintendo are big enough and they've got the gonads enough to turn around and say we don't need you we're doing it ourselves go away and yeah they both got war chests that that are scrooge mcduck type and so yeah yeah, they you know this is not going to happen i have said that if xbox really wants it to happen in the current environment of Nintendo killing it the way they are, they're going to have to give away something that hurts. And I mean, like they're going to have to give away a franchise or a brand, or they're going to have to give back something to Nintendo. Just say, it. just say the word. Rare. Yeah. They're gonna take away, like Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> or something like that. They're going to have to give them something and not just a game, but literally the rights to that franchise. Something that really hurts. Nintendo's not just going to say, sure, we'll take a, you know, a few billion dollars. That'll be great. They know there's more there to be had than just that. And it, and it's really interesting as well because Nintendo and Microsoft were the first one when it came to cross-platform playing. They were the first ones that teamed up because I, I think they both have the belief that there shouldn't be a, a, a such a console war to the point where you can't share the gameplay between each other. Sony, I think, is still on the fence. are kind of like, <laughs> don't want to play much because it's just Sony and I don't like them. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think... In the future, maybe. Depends on the deal that they can broker. Depends on, you know, if the Switch sales and 
and stuff like that. If they start to fall back, Nintendo could always turn around and say, hey, yeah. Mr. Microsoft, Mr. Phil Spencer, can can we go back on this deal now? Um, uh, so, yeah, I think say- in the distant future, yes. Uh, next 12 to 18 months, not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can see them. I can see them working closely with Valve and getting it on the Stream Deck, and I can see them mm-hmm. having a not a, a Microsoft edition Stream Deck that comes out. Um, that like basically just runs Windows software that is pre-installed with all the Xbox bits and pieces that you need, and there you go. Out of the box, it plays Game Pass. Just log in. So. Yeah. Do you think though that I mean, looking at um. Looking at the Steam Deck, which I think is interesting that you guys brought up. Um, do you? I mean, it can already do xCloud, right? Conceivably, yeah, yeah, it can do xCloud pretty easy. I think, I think if if Phil Spencer really likes it, and and you know he with the with the way he tweeted, I think he wants to really get cozy with Valve in the sense of not just xCloud, but. You know, uh, Steam Deck said, hey, you can load Windows onto this device if you so choose. We're not locking it down. We're not a closed system, as Phil, you know, alludes to when he's talking about his systems. I think he could easily work with them and say, hey, when you boot this up, you have your, what is it, Linux? It's running on, Sean? Yeah. Yeah, you have your Linux option. Why, when you boot it up, can you not just make an Xbox option, which loads you right into Game Pass ability, Windows OS options? You get the choice of which way you want to go. We'll give you some money for it. It'll be great. I think ultimately they'd want to have an Xbox app or a Game Pass app running in the Steam OS. Natively, so, yeah. So mm-hmm. people who aren't comfortable or don't want to install third-party OSs on it, including Windows, don't have to, and they can still do it. Even yeah. though that option's available, but that makes it a five extra steps that people may not want to do. Mm-hmm. I bet you with a little tweak, though, they could probably just make the browser in the Linux uh, operating system be able to access the cloud, the Xbox cloud stuff. Because it's already. I think it'll definitely it. be a web app, but I think it'll. Yeah. They, they want to have a dedicated app that's SteamOS compatible. Yeah. But, but I think they I'm want more to start. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they want more than that. I think they want Game Pass in its entirety to be able to be played on there easily, not mm-hmm. not like with what Jesse's saying. And I really do, I think, um, yeah, I think they're going this way because they got, they got turned down from Nintendo. That's, that's really my thought. And you, I really feel it in, um, so in, earlier in his conversation, in that interview, they asked again about like, well, what about Switch? And, and Phil says, Phil says in that clip, he says, uh, this is the clip I was trying to find for our podcast, by the way, Sean. I got lost in the article. Um, he says, you know, it's the right question because people usually ask me about releasing one individual game or another. And what what I say is I want the full Xbox experience to be something that we deliver on a platform. And so I really feel like that's his way of saying, I'm not giving up a game again. You're not getting Ori. You're not getting Cuphead. You're not getting that again. You're going to mm. get the full experience or you're not getting anything at all from us. And so I feel and, like and- maybe that friendship has soured a touch. Yeah, and, and and you know that's uh, that's disappointing considering that there are games on uh, Game Pass on Xbox that they have exclusivity rights to mm-hmm. right now that could very I feel like very easily run on Switch, Battletoads, uh, 
is one of them that I think is a travesty that it's not on anything other than, I mean, it's great that it's on Game Pass, but mm-hmm. uh, I would love to see that be on a Nintendo system. Psychonauts um, 2, that's another one that could run quite easily on the Switch. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that the, these games are out there and uh, now it's kind of like the dangling carrot, right? Like it's, uh, you know, oh, you could have this if you let mm. us in, um, but you're not. And and again, here's the thing. We don't know at the end of the day, really. We don't know who is saying no. Yeah, we really don't. Yeah. We don't and, know if it's Xbox saying no to Nintendo. Like maybe Nintendo's coming to them and saying, hey, what about Game Pass on Switch? And they're like, no, no, we're not going to do that. We want to milk the cash cow. Or if it's Nintendo who's being propositioned by Xbox and they're saying, no, you got to give us up. We we need uh, we need Perfect Dark back or we need mm-hmm. Banjo-Kazooie back, like you said. Um, I just think it's interesting. Um, you know, I mean, the, the, the thing about it is, is like you guys have referred to already earlier on in the show with Justin, uh, an iPhone and a backbone controller, you can run Game Pass now. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and full honesty for the for those of you in the pre-show, I was I was joking with the guys. I'm like, all right, let's do this. So, ladies and gentlemen, I can officially confirm to you that I have signed up for Game Pass. Uh, that is what I have been spending the last hour figuring out. Welcome to the family. Figuring out on hey, my uh, don't get excited. It's just more games he's going to sample. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, here's, yeah. What I, here's what I did during the show as I figured this whole infrastructure out and logged in during my Microsoft account. I kicked up and booted up uh, 12 minutes, and I was on the cloud gaming beta. It's on my desktop. Literally, the podcast was running, uh, and it launched. And for someone who has used the cloud gaming infrastructure for Stadia, let me tell you, this was really smooth. Um, and I was just trying to figure out how to do it on my phone. I may need someone's help with that one later to figure that one out. But I will tell you, I mean, and, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, well, hold on a second. I've heard so many great things about, about Sea of Thieves. And it really opens up the catalog. And, and mm-hmm. it's funny because because a lot of people say to me, they're like, well, why don't you get into it? Why don't you jump into the Xbox? Listen, if someone has got an extra Xbox they got laying around, they want to ship me, I'll pay for the shipping. But listen, I am not dropping you know, 600 bucks on another console. I got a new one coming out in October, right? But here's what I am comfortable doing, right? And, and very comfortable with why something like Stadia is approachable. I'm comfortable with 100 bucks. I'm comfortable with, with hey, I've already got an Xbox controller, right? Uh, all I need is the plug-in. All I need is the attachment. All I need is the dongle. All I need is the launcher. And you're off to the races. And I think that is such an amazing, like, I, like, Hands down, and this is no shock, Game Pass is the best deal in video game. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of another, another, you know, and Phil Spencer's statement of, you know, we want to be everywhere. We want to be wherever you are, you get to game. That is the right mentality. And they're making incredible moves, right? And and day one releases, right? 12 minutes dropped today, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. right? And if you have Game Pass, you have it instantly. Right. How many? And I, and I, I guys, I tweeted out. And I think you know, you uh, Game Pass news uh, with Sean or Nick. You guys picked it up. There were three games uh, in the month of July. Three games. We were lucky enough to get review codes for them. That we did game samples or first looks to you to them. That would have, if we had to purchase them, cost us a hundred dollars, approximately Canadian. Yep. They are all on Game Pass day and date, 
And in Canada, this game pass, just for those of you that were playing along, and all of a sudden I saw this whole conversation about USD versus Canadian, right? Canadian, it costs us $16 a month, right? Like how many, how many dollars do you spend in video games? Now, of course, you don't own them. Well, my argument is you don't own your games with Stadia. You don't know, don't do any of those things, right? But I think Xbox is out there killing it. And I remember Sean and Nick, your conversation during E3 when they went through their big, their big presentation, 32 games they announced, 30 of them were day and date with Game Pass. That is the move that Microsoft is making. And it's such a differentiation for them, right? That is such a powerful strategic business move to make Nintendo. Like you, like we can't beat you on your IPs. We, you know, like we got Halo, we got gears. Those are great things. We can't, we can't beat the house of M, right? We can't beat those things. We're not even going to try, but we need to find a different way. And their idea of this kind of Netflix subscription model for gaming is absolutely brilliant. And the other thing I said in the pre-show, and this is kind of, I'm going on a bit of a soapbox rant about, about Xbox. I believe, and I said this to, to Sean, right? For those of you that are the, in the audio show, Sean is sporting this amazing Xbox t-shirt. He's actually got an Xbox like uh, cup and he's got like a pair of pants. He like, seriously, it just looks like someone just sponsored him, right? Um, <laughs> Xbox just puked on Sean. That's what Exactly. <laughs> but here's the other thing I would say. What, a shower. what they do such a great job of is inviting their fans into their ecosystem and saying, this is not the Xbox house. This is our house. Mm-hmm. And we game together and we play together. And they create this kind of like community fan brand inclusiveness, which Nintendo and playstation i don't think do well right like like great example nick you've got your controller there like come on the controller game lab go design your own controller are you like how many people were like no i don't need a new controller oh shit i can do three different colors (laughs) why in the world and why in the world have we not seen a joy con yet and write down something and write something at the bottom of it yeah (laughs) right like like are you kidding me oh by the way you want your and i've seen like insipid ghost i've seen sean like Hey, or, or Capri, obviously. And it's like, Hey, here's your, here's a hoodie with your gamer tag on it. They mm-hmm. say, we have a community. People are welcome. We want you here and we want you to kind of be a brand ambassadors. And that's really what you want your users to be our brand ambassadors in some ways, how we got our relationship with Manscaped, right? But the same idea there being is that you want, and, and Xbox does that really, really well. Um, and you, can I, I love, can I tell you a theory on that? Can I, yeah. can I just say this? Uh, they had to do that because they got their butts handed to them last generation. Yeah, I, I and so they agree with that. they had to rely on community because they needed their community to have good word of mouth because they had put such a foul taste in people's mouths with the reveal of the one. Mm-hmm. And so it, it in a way the reason that it's working, Justin. The reason yeah. it's working is kind of like our community is because it's grown organically. Yeah. And and so people like Sean who will wear everything Xbox, people <laughs> like Sean who uh Sean Capri who, you know, uh will film unboxings of Xbox Series Xs in the back of their truck and uh have this awesome uh Xbox podcast um and and other folks like that. The reason that that they're doing that is because they are invested in the community. Mm -hmm. And, and you're right. 
Nintendo needs to step that up. I mean, Nintendo has legions of fans clamoring for their IP uh, and, and would would be the best brand ambassadors. And I think but all I they think, do is shut people down. Yeah, well, let's get us stuck on that soapbox <laughs> yet, all right? Yeah. Um, but I think there's such that, I mean, and that's and that's such a really interesting statement, right? Like there's there's such a different dichotomy about the thought, right? Nintendo's like, nope, this is our game, doesn't go on sale, this is our belief in it. And, and Xbox is, we believe everyone should be at the party, right? And I just, I, 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 I just sometimes scratch my head as I look. Here's the thing, right, folks? You're on a Nintendo podcast. We like Nintendo. There's no doubt about it, right? But I mean, it makes us all an argument, right? Like there, there are days, and I, and two of them, like there's some, there's some amazing stuff going on over there, right? Xbox is uh, Xbox is getting themselves in a great position to, to just continue to slay. Can I tell you one of the things? Having run Dad Crossing for a year with Sean, and uh, but I, I kind of was over the Twitter and being over. Game Pass News Twitter, it it is kind of a joy. That's like, that's one of the biggest differences immediately when we started. It was like all of a sudden I was retweeting like everything from Xbox, not because I felt like I had to, but because I was like, oh, that's really funny, or hey, that's that's actually yeah, you know, like they're really good about being like, hey, uh, we all game, let's all game together, or you know, just really, I don't know. And it would be like when I was when I was with when I was on Dad Cross and doing that stuff it was like oh Nintendo spit out another pretty corporate tweet about what's coming up next in Animal Crossing well I guess I'll retweet that you know um, and Xbox is a lot of fun just on their on their social side to just be a part of and to watch them how they manage that they've given them some real leeway to do to be funny and uplifting and I will and they, say and they respond to their fans too because they, they responded to me, little old me who got, who doesn't even have an Xbox, but I have, you know, Ultimate Pass to be able to play on my phone, and I bought, you know, the controller so I can play on there. I was sharing that on there, and they 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 answered it back. They liked it. They said something to it like, "Oh, let mm-hmm. us know how it is," you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was like, "Holy crap!" You know, big corporate Xbox Microsoft is responding to little old me yeah you know bragging about getting on game pass cloud you know so mm-hmm. yeah. and nintendo does nintendo respond to my stuff no <laughs> i will say nintendo the- validate me validate <laughs> me yeah, they the validate you by taking down t-shirts designs yes oh uh, we we oh. could we couldn't just half go on the box we had to jump on the box yes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean the the thing the thing i really like about game pass and i said it um a couple of episodes ago is that it, it is the the digital like video rental store. You you don't have to you pay your subscription to a service, and you get to play a hundred plus games and be you know you get to sample stuff. I mean, there's games on there that I play now that I would never have gone out and purchased because I'd have constantly queried. It, uh, is that a way, is it going to be a waste of money? Am I going to pay it? Am I going to begrudge spending that money that I'm never really going to get back? So it, it's, it's great. It, is, it literally is the next Netflix of the gaming world. And I, I think he, like Justin, you've got involved now and you, you're talking about Sea of Thieves and stuff like that. A fantastic game to play. I, I love it. I, you, you need a, a crew of people to play because you need to run the ship. So, yeah. but. It's very hard as a solo game to play, but it is an amazing game nonetheless. And so there's there's so much stuff 
going on within that it's just amazing so well i mean even you know i've got i've got a friend he's he's uh he just got a switch not too long ago and he was in COVID, and he was very they were very tight on their on their kind of lockdown right and uh, so we haven't really been able to see him other than like a phone call here and there and he's got an xbox he's always been an xbox guy and he loves gears right and he loves uh halo so i was like well sure look it right like there's no reason i can't i can't sign up for this thing i've got my controller here i've got my laptop right we can do the cloud beta and i can play it here and we can we can once halo drops let's jump in for some matches let's get on a call and let's do these things right and i think again that's the idea of like if you can if you can remove the barriers of entry to anything you can make a community right like the more people that are there the more people will join the more people become advocates for it um and so you know i think more and more as we you know we talk about this gaming space right this this especially the cloud gaming space and you've got competitors in this space right you have got um xbox obviously you've got google stadia you've got amazon luna um who was it there's somebody else who's trying to get in space i would kind of argue maybe a little bit um Apple's netflix is to, getting netflix in the game is, yeah. thank you mm-hmm. netflix there it is netflix getting that space right this but but like Microsoft is here. They've got their flag like planted well, and they're like, "No, like we know how to do this. We're going to do it well. You ain't going to succeed, probably." But like they've already got the infrastructure. They've got the fans in there. Um, seriously, the moment they're like, "Here is a plug-in dongle, or you can go to your smart TV," done. You've got me. You've got and, me. And to circle back to this handheld chat with it, because that that's basically why why xbox and microsoft would like to be on the switch is because they do need to get to that handheld so you can pick up that that's the thing that i absolutely love about my switch is like you can undock it play slide it in the dock carry on playing off you go they need something like that and the the switch would have been perfect Steam deck uh it is probably the only other way they're going to be able to go unless they live they spend the money to research, develop, and create their own hardware for that purpose. So, yeah, they need they, they want that because everything that we're talking about now is a bridge gap. So being able to play it on your phone with a backbone is a bridge gap between having an actual piece of hardware that allows you to carry on like the Switch does and your console. So, I mean, the, the bin, a, a dongle into the TV, that's great, but you rely on there being a wireless internet connection, wherever you yeah. take it and how good that is. You also rely on the fact that you at some point have to plug your controller in to charge it. That that handheld device, I think, is what they're they're after. And I think it would it would turn the Game Pass world completely on its head that I, I could slide something out of a docker, have it handheld, and then go and play that game wherever I wanted to in the house, away from the TV. So, because that's, that's basically that's how I, that's the only way I play my Switch at the moment. Because the kids are at home and stuff like that, and things. So I haven't played what I'm playing at the moment on the Switch docked because mm. I, I can't. <laughs> so, no, the, the, I would. Right. The the downside about streaming on a handheld device is Wi-Fi isn't as stable consistently as Ethernet. So even though, you know, very few people, even with switches docked, have Ethernet unless they've bought the dongle. Hopefully the OLED corrects that and more people uh, Ethernet in. But uh, that that does help. I would argue that, and I, I've been on a couple of streaming um, 
platforms, I would argue that Microsoft seems to be really stable, even with my phone, more stable than than the other. It seems like it sucks less bandwidth. Um, for and I don't know that that's true. It just from my personal anecdotal experience. Um, the other thing, Sean, I would say they need a handheld. But if Microsoft really just wanted a handheld, and we talked about this, I think it was a week or two, and you actually said it. You were like, yeah, they could do this. Microsoft could pour money into R&D and have a handheld in short time. I mean, they have the cash in the war chest to do that. Yeah. What they want, what they want is that Nintendo community, which I think they feel has not tapped into their community. And I, that's really that, like that community, they, they want to have their, that, that logo on that switch for those what a hundred some million switches who they've been close though with minecraft they, they you know that's, that's true but i think i think minecraft players i'd be interested if you talk to a minecraft player who plays on switch to say do you feel like an xbox player i'd be interested mm. to see what they say i don't think they would say oh yeah i'm an xbox player no they'd say they're a minecraft player i think right yeah, I don't because that's a different that's a different animal altogether. Yeah, definitely. to that to, at least to the people who are playing, they don't even think, oh, Xbox bought that so many years ago, and now yeah. I'm playing on an Xbox. You know, I don't think they view it the same way. So, but do you think you think that's but that formula Minecraft did though, where you play Minecraft wherever essentially? Oh yeah, yeah, is Sorry, the I same formula saying. that I think Microsoft is trying to go after, right? For sure. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, guys, I mean, here's the thing. Um, if you want more quality news and reviews and previews of Game Pass and Xbox news, you know where to head. It's over to Game Pass News. They are part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. Uh, guys, uh, just real quick, we'll, we're going to come back to this uh, here in a little bit, but where can people find your show uh, right now? What's the best way for them to to look that up? Uh, we were blessed. Game Pass News. Uh, you can search us on Twitch, on Twitter. And no, I mean, I don't know why. I don't know how that was never taken by anybody. But uh, yeah, search it on Twitch. Search it on Twitter. You'll find us. Those are the two places we chat the most. And our uh, our podcast is wherever you find podcasts. So, And the great part is, as part of our Discord as well, there's a whole Game Pass News section in our Discord, so people can jump in, share that. You guys have been on the E3 stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I'm going to be very honest with you. I was really excited when uh, Nick, uh, I think Nick, you reached out to me behind the scenes and said, yeah, um, Animal Crossing is cool and all, but we'd really like to do something different. Uh, and uh, it had been something that we had kind of been talking behind the scenes with other people as well. Kind of like, man, I'd love to see a, you know, I, I called it like Xbox dads or Game Pass dads mm-hmm. or something like this. And to have you and Sean jump in and really build your own community and build your own platform uh, and the, exper- the the success you're having. And man, I'm, I'm excited for you guys. It's amazing stuff. So keep up the amazing work. Um, oh, oh, it uh, has been a learning curve. <laughs> We've yeah, dropped, sure. a couple of, dropped a couple of spanners so far, but we're getting there. Yeah, no, it's great. And I'm excited to jump into Xbox and play with you guys. That's awesome. Well, we can't thank you guys enough. I mean, yeah, when we were like, when we were like, uh, Animal Crossing seems like it's done and, uh, like no more DLC. What are we really t- chatting about here? And so I was really like, well, sorry, I'm, we're, you know, we we're going to have to leave the, the dad's family. And so we just can't thank you enough for being like, Hey, um, you can still be part of the dad's family, even though you're not Nintendo. And that was, that was fantastic. Uh, we, you know, it's not easy starting a podcast in the sea of a million podcasts. And you guys definitely made it uh, a lot easier by giving us a place to land and, people who knew us who were like, oh yeah, they're still part of the the family that 
that we know and love. So uh, we can't thank you enough for, for giving us a, a, a place to be. So it means a lot. No problem. No problem. Uh, and as I said, you can go over when, when do new episodes drop? Saturday. By the way, Saturday. every Saturday, every Saturday, yep. every Saturday, you can go over and get your brand new uh, Game Pass news right over there. Whatever, wherever you listen to us, wherever you listen to your yep, favorite exactly. podcast. Uh, guys, let's move into talking about an upcoming event. Tim, why don't you uh, let us in on what is coming up? Yes. So tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this, if you're, if you're listening to this uh, live right now, it'll be tomorrow. Or if you're listening to this Friday morning, um, we are doing the dinner table show tonight. Um, we do it 10 uh, p.m. Eastern time. So join in. And uh, if you're a Patreon, you can join in. Um we, it's a community podcast, essentially, just like these guys get, get together and do stuff uh, for what they do. This is for anybody in the community who's a Patreon member or even a Twitch member um, can join in uh, and join in any discussions. And this in this coming up show is going to be about the holiday stretch. And yes, we're talking about the holiday stretch already because there's, believe it or not, only four months left of the year. And this is now we're starting to go over that stretch where companies are starting to release those games and for the holidays uh, and get it in people's uh, hands or get it into their the, the collective, you know. So we're just basically going to be talking about what you are looking forward to in this holiday stretch. Um, why is it so crazy? You know, just in general, what we've learned, what us dads have learned over the years of this time frame from September to December, uh, we'll be discussing that. And plus, if you know, if it doesn't get too crazy, we have a little time maybe in the in the cocktail hour. Uh, we might talk about some uh, MCU because that's uh, uh, you know a hot topic right now with the Phase Four going on. We might talk a little bit about that as well. And any of the things that the community wants to talk about, really. So I just have a topic, but sometimes we just go wherever, wherever. It's just like, just like why I named the show the way it is, the dinner table, uh, because it allows everybody to gather around like a dinner table and just discuss whatever's on your mind. It could be, you know, good time and it can be deep conversations about, you know, maybe you're depressed about something and you need to talk about it with your community. Hey, we talk about that stuff. So it's a good place for the whole community to come together and talk. So come join in. Uh, if you're a Patreon, it's a, or if you want to join in, as mentioned at the beginning of the show, just a dollar or more, or even if you're a Twitch subscriber, you can get in through our discord and join in on the discord video chat and let's have a good time. So, yeah. Dinner table is always good. Always good. And Tim, we thank you for doing that uh, and facilitating that uh, every month over on the Nintendo Dads Family Podcast. Uh, let's talk very briefly, guys, about what we've been playing. Nick and Sean, you guys are our guests. And so that means uh, on these segments, you get to go first. So uh, we're asking you what you've been playing. Go uh, I'll go first because mine's really simple. Um, I have been playing Zelda Skyward Sword, and I am absolutely loving that game. I'm about to 
take on Demise for the last and final time. So, yeah. I've already had one crack at it, and that guy's hard. He broke my shield. (laughs) So, I don't have to step back and have a different game plan, because he was very difficult. Hey, there you go, Marty and Jesse. You can get another member of your uh, spoiler cast together. Talk about Skyward Sword. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we finished it, and uh, man, what a ride. That was really good. You need to to get that Unbreakable shield. (laughs) Uh, No, you can still break the Unbreakable shield. Really? I thought that... Can you? you? Sure? I don't know. Is that the one that you you upgrade to make it more... I no, probably this, was, I, you, this one is not from an upgrade. It's you get it from somewhere. Uh, an event. <laughs> I don't want to spoil ah, it. Ah, okay. All right, cool. I might have to do some digging on that then. So, yeah. So uh, every week, I'm like, "Hey, Sean, what have you been playing in the Game Pass news?" And he's like, "Skyward Sword." And I'm like, "All right, well, good for you, man. Good for you." <laughs> I don't get TV time when the kids are off. The school know, holidays know, is the I worst time for I me. So I get it. <laughs> I'm always impressed with Skyward, what Nintendo's done with the Skyward Sword HD and why they brought it out before Breath of the Wild 2 because of the whole focus on demise. And, and you know, it, it, even if you don't play this game, you should go out and watch a video on, on yeah. that storyline so you understand how the connection behind demise and the Breath of the Wild series, soon to be series, is... <laughs> Is just a uh, just Nintendo, you know, doing what they always do and do well. And we get that into the some of the uh, some of the enemies that you come across are a touch towards the Breath of the Wild. So you've, you've like the Sentry style stuff that's there. So yes, yeah. And there was a couple of uh, even sound callbacks. I felt like I was like, mm, that's Breath of the Wild. You know, like the sound of the 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 goop, the purple ooze. You know, the evil. Yep. There's, I, I heard, I swear, I heard that a couple of times in in Skyward Sword. I was like, hmm, never noticed that before. Okay, Nick, what right. you been playing, man? Um, so I've been I've been playing a few things on uh, on Xbox. I uh, been playing Hades. Never played that on Switch. It dropped on Game Pass this last week. I broke it out. Um, I I really I really like it. For roguelike, which I'm not a big roguelike fan. I'm sorry, Marty. Um, but, uh, you know, as I said on our podcast, if you love roguelikes, this will be the game that will will take you over the top. And if you don't like roguelikes, then you'll probably like this game. Um, and that's pretty much where I stand. So uh, uh, nothing against this game. It's just not my deal. Um, I played Dodgeball Academia, which is like a merge of Bully and Golf Story. Um, if you've ever played those two. Such a freaking cool game! It I is. love Dodgeball Academia. Yeah. Uh, that 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 replaced my like hard love for Chris Tales. Uh, I replaced that with Dodgeball Academia, and it is such a cool art style, mm-hmm. well written, smart UI. Right? You don't want to watch yeah. all this; just hit skip and you're done. Right? Yeah. And yeah, and, that's true. and the objectives are clear, and the kind of JRPG RPG elements in there. I I absolutely absolutely. Uh, have had a blast of that game. Yeah, and that's one. That one is one that I would have never played more than an hour of, except for I got the backbone. It's on XCloud. I pop it in while we're watching TV up in the up on the living room because I'm just not going to sit down here and play Dodgeball Academia. One of there's other games I could play on my Xbox, but on my phone upstairs, sure, why not? 
And so that that's one that has really I've got to spend a lot of time with because of xCloud. Um, Sorry, can I just jump in on that, yeah, that yeah, sure. point you just made right there? Going back to the previous conversation about, you know, Game Pass on the Switch and all that kind of stuff. This is where I think Nintendo, if they're at fault for not getting Game Pass on the Switch, is this factor that you just pointed out, getting that, you know, that controller that you have for your phone, being able to do exactly the same thing that you would do with the Nintendo Switch with your phone and that controller is a loss on Nintendo's part, I feel. And this is where I think if it keeps continuing the way it's going, people are not going to care that it's not on the Switch because they already are able to play it on their phone with a sweet controller. Yeah, you know? it's possible. Yeah. Um, and then I've been playing the game Grounded. I don't know who knows about that. I won't talk about it too long because I talk about it all the time on a podcast. Sean's so kind to listen to me. It's basically, for, for you guys, just so you know, has replaced Animal Crossing. It's a sandbox. You build your stuff, but it there there's more death involved. You're, uh, you, it's basically Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, um, and you get to run around and you have to craft stuff and build your base and kill spiders, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've put uh, a crap ton of time into that game. Uh, that's my that's my new Animal Crossing game on the Xbox. What game is um, that again? I missed the title. Grounded. Okay. Um. And so finally, I, this is my, John, this is my Mia culpa from Dads After Dark. Uh, y'all were talking about 12 minutes and I was all like, we were in the E3 and you guys were like, oh, this game looks really cool. And I was like, I don't even know what you saw. I don't see anything. This is uh, whatever. Um, and so I would have never jumped in if John wasn't like, gay, this is my current game of the year. And so I jumped in and I'm sucked in. I, I gotta find out how to get to the end of this thing. It has, it, it, it's, yeah. So. I'm playing 12. You can't really talk about it. That's the problem with 12 minutes, though. Like, I want to be like, I want to talk about it, but you can't because you'll just spoil it. So, anyway, it's like Doki Doki Literature Club. There's yeah. only so much you can talk about. Yeah. Like, you can only we'll talk definitely have time. to have a spoiler cast for that, too. <laughs> I think we will because I really want to chat about it. But I'm like, yeah. did you do the thing with the? I can't tell you any more than the thing, but, you know. Yeah. Did like, you do ah. the thing with the thing? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Yeah. So. I tried Twice. that thing. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And I accidentally did the thing to the thing and it didn't work out either so I, I tried to do the thing to the thing and it got my thing so anyways that's all me lots of people doing lots of things to things that's yes right. yep. that's all I've been playing did I make it in time Justin I just want to get in trouble uh, alright yeah. okay yeah. well let's just throw it over there to Justin since you mentioned him uh, Justin what have you been playing yeah so uh, a couple of games I've been playing uh, Dodgeball Academia talked about a second ago uh, Road 96 uh, and that came out recently as well. I don't know if that is on Game Pass. I don't believe it is. Um, but this was a game that was shown off at, uh, I think it was an April Indie World Direct kind of thing. Procedurally generated, uh, I, guess, I think roguelike would maybe be the word we're looking here for, where you are traveling across a country, basically trying to get out of the country. Um, and you are meeting up with a bunch of uh, characters along the way who have different interactions and different stories and you get to continually do these runs and you learn more about them, learn about more how their stories are done. The uh, music is really, really fantastic. The it, it, I almost want to call it like a walking simulator because that's like essentially you're trying to get across this map, right? And so you get a choice of like, am I hitchhiking? Am I going to this party? There's decision trees that branch out. There's conversations that happen. Um, you know, do you want to steal this? Do you not want to steal? Like, there are good decisions, there are bad decisions, there are consequences along it. It's it's kind of like a choose your own adventure path, 
um, with a really strong narrative. It's a very cool. I actually, I kind of, I kind of put it this way. It is a, I'm going to put it on my switch light. I'm going to sit on the couch. I'm going to chill and I'm going to play, play it and kind of maybe second screen it. But I will also say like some of the situations you're in are very intense. Like you're like, what am I, am I doing the right thing? What am I going to do? Uh, so that is really cool. I would definitely check out road 96. Um, other one I got a couple minutes into, I played a little bit of Axiom Verge 2 um, uh, after its release last week. I thought it was okay. Uh, I mean, definitely more Axiom Verge. It didn't grab me the same way the original Axiom Verge did. So I'm hoping that that is going to kind of um, going to go back and give it some more runs there. Uh, Garden Story. Jumped in and played about an hour of Garden Story and um, not 100% sure how I feel about it. It is very much... Animal Crossing meets Stardew Valley meets kind of trying to be a Zelda with remnants of Moonlighter somewhere built into that as well. I'm just not 100% sure how I feel. Um, it didn't grab me the way I kind of wanted it to. Um, I picked that one up, but I haven't had a chance to start it yet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cute. Um, it's just, I don't know, there's something about it. There's also like, hey, you have certain tasks you have to complete every day. So there is, it's it's like, I don't really know what it's trying to be other than adorable. That's really what I think it's trying to be. Um, and I think the final game I can say I'm playing, but I can't tell you about is that I am playing, <laughs> I am playing Spelunky 2. Uh, we were able to get access to that, uh, for the Nintendo Switch. And we will have coverage about that next week when the embargo lifts. That's what I've been playing. Cool. Cool. Uh, Tim, what have you been playing? Uh, so last week I mentioned, uh, had on deck Islanders and Art of Rally. Uh, which I've been playing. Uh, so I got those done. Um, not done, but I've been playing with those. Uh, can I, can I ask a very quick question? How did sure. you find out of rally? I'm enjoying it, uh, because of the collectible side in the free roam area. Uh, the career side is a little bit harder for me right now. Uh, and I think Marty, unless he's been practicing more with it, but with it's hard to figure out the drifting on that game. Um, very hard. And I, I'm, you know, I, and it could be the car I chose too. So uh, I'll have to dig into that a little bit better. Um, but when I, the car I have, when I try to use either the brake or the handbrake, you know, either way, I think I do better with the brake. Uh, the handbrake just makes me lose control completely. And it, at least with, again, with the car I have, I haven't, again, I've dug played in both deep. of them and it does the same thing. Okay. Yeah, so there's more cars you can unlock. I don't know. It, I didn't see anything that indicated that certain cars do certain things uh, differently. Uh, I don't know if it goes that much in depth other than just the looks of it. Uh, but it's still, I've been having a lot of fun with free roam and trying to get the hang of the game and steering and stuff like that. Because uh, in the free roam side of things, you're just collecting. You don't have to worry about times or anything like that. And you can go through and collect like, uh, what did I say, about 16 items through each course and you're driving around you get some sceneries and you can actually do photo mode, which is actually pretty fun too. So if you're into the photo mode side of things where you can just pause and like, like the thumbnail I took, which I pointed out in the video was, uh, it was a photo mode picture that I used for the thumbnail was me jumping off a cliff into the water. <laughs> so doing Dukes of Hazard style type of thing. In fact, I don't remember who said it, but I think it was solo something, but he said, um, uh, something about it gave him the Dukes of Hazard 
vibes when they break for a commercial and say, "Uh oh, the Duke boys are in trouble," you know that type of thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, I have rally something that once we're back off vacation, the kids are at school because it's now on Game Pass. Um, yes, is one that I'm going to be streaming. So I'll, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the challenge of drifting. So. Yes, and if you figure that out, you got to share it with me and Marty so we can <laughs> get <Please. laughs> so we can get a hang of that too because it was like in the in the career side, basically you're trying to do the best time and they do have leaderboards where you get to share that best time with uh people uh and i'll i'll let marty talk more about the career side of things too because i know he's been playing that but me i've been more on the free free roam side yeah so, so uh yeah I, pl- I played through the first part of the career like the first couple of races uh and you're not actually competing against anyone else but you're like on screen competing against other people, but you're actually competing against preset times. So it is just like a rally race. I mean, your, your time is going to be compared to other people and you do that in, um, you do that in, in stages. All right. And so like the first, the first uh, leg of it was like 3.4 miles and you had to get through it as fast as you could. And it's basically just you versus the elements. Uh, right. And then, then the next and one drifting. was like yeah, <laughs> 5.4 miles. And so it, it ups it. And so you're kind of pushing yourself. I find like, I don't necessarily think the controls are all that great, but I love the, the aesthetic and I love the music and it's just, it's kind of Zen. So um, yeah, that free front, like I said, that free roam sign is definitely the yeah, side I've been digging really more cool. because you get the music, you, you get the, uh, you can take it at your own pace and have a little fun with it and then again if i if i can figure out the drift side of things then i'll have a little bit more fun with the the career side of things but they they also have time uh trials as well in there and they also have a daily and weekly um um what they call it daily and weekly um what you call it challenge right, like challenges that. thank you yeah. <laughs> yep that they do so um, and I haven't played around with that much yet, but there's a lot of content in there and there should be, although, uh, maybe for some people may not be worth the $25 that it is in the US eShop. Uh, but definitely if you're into racing, put it on your wish list. Uh, but if you are into racing and in the rally, especially then the $25 may suit you just fine, at least for the US eShop side of things. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was a little pricey for what it is. Um, I don't know. I like, I was thinking about this today because I was playing Asphalt 9 on my, on my phone. And I was thinking about how I, I really enjoy a more arcadey racer because I don't enjoy, like, I don't understand all the aspects of a, of a sim style racer as far as yeah. like the, the drifting and braking and, you know, yeah, this is accelerate it. and all that stuff. Like, I just want to, I just want to race. Yeah, this is like uh, semi semi simulation. Yeah, because it is. you're it's, not get, you're not digging in again to like the engines and the tires and the you know the specs of the car, like you would in like Gran Turismo and all that kind of stuff. But uh, there again, the where it does do the simulation is the drifting. Even with the RC Pro Am type view of the game, you're still you know with that isometric type view, you're still. Uh, the, the, the drifting is what's right now catching us, I think. So, but again, yeah. that free roam for those who there's other elements of the game. I'll just say that does make it 
a lot of fun to play. So, so far, so good with that. And Sean, I think it's going to be right up your alley, I think, from the sounds of it. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I've just quickly looked at it on the eShop, on the Nintendo eShop, because I can play it there and take it with me on holiday next week. So it's yeah. 20, 20 pounds. So it's edging on the side of I might be able to pull up. <laughs> yes. Yep. And I, Islanders, I've been, I played too, and Marty's played that as well. Uh, gave me a little pointers on it when he talked about it last week. But um, that's that game is uh, pretty zen too. Uh, it's almost like I, how did I see someone put it? It's almost like a cross between uh, Sim City and Tetris, because you you have to fit in a lot of the things that you're building on these islands onto the island and fit it into places that make sense to get the most points. Um, so, uh, but it's really zen, but you also it doesn't really, for me, it didn't explain well, which, how you're supposed to use these elements so that you can maximize the points, but it's more of you learn along the way and then you figure it out while you're doing it. Like, so. Yeah. Your next run will always be better than your first, you know, yes. the one you're playing previous because you'll learn about those, those elements. Yes, that is correct. And then, um, also, what I've been playing is, of course, Mario Golf Super Rush because of Monthly Mayhem, uh, doing my weekly thing. And uh, I wish I could spend more time with this game, but uh, I am thankful that I can do, you know, I'm kind of forced to do it because I'm part of the the golf league here in the in the Discord, in our Discord. So that's a lot of fun. And again, big, uh, big shout out to Drew. And, um, and I think John is helping a little bit too, maybe, but mainly Drew put together the golf league, which is really cool. So thanks to him, he's been running the show over there. He's the commissioner of the golf league, which spilled over to the monthly mayhem. I'm, I'm so kind of glad next month is, or next week is the last week. Cause it's getting harder and harder for me to get the time in. Yeah, I know. It's, At least it's, it's the, I'd be the last week for me. Cause I know there's no way in hell I'm going to get top 16. And I don't grind as much as say even, well, I know, you know, you don't grind as much as Drew has, but you do grind a little bit. And well, then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll grind the clubs, but I yeah. won't grind the course to try to get a right. score. Yeah. That's I'll what do it Drew three or four times. The other and guys will do. It. Yeah. Yeah. They said they've done played the course 20 times. I'm like, I don't have the time for that. Yeah. <laughs> I did do that this week with the, uh, with the, the Donk, Bowser one, New Donk City Challenge. Oh, that one. Last yes. week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because like, I just, y'all, I would say this, uh, because I wanted to break, since you're talking about it, I'm, I've not been playing too much of this, but the new Donk City course uh, is exactly what I want for Mario Golf. I don't want the other, like, you know, green hills and all that stuff. I want Mario courses. I want it to look like a Mario game. I want it to, I want to jump over buildings and do all kinds of crazy stuff like that. I love the new Donk City course. That is the sweet spot of this game. It is frustrating. Uh, and I would love to see when, more of that stuff. Yeah. It is frustrating when you know, all the buildings are so close to each other. I had a ball roll between the cracks in b- the buildings. So I got a penalty stroke and got put back into the penalty area. I can't tell you how many times like, I restarted that just to be able to get close I'm to like, like I, a 30-minute like, time. Been, I would have been happy if it just bounced off the wall and ricocheted a little bit. But no, it went right into the crack. Speed golf is tough. Go ahead. What was that? No, go ahead. I was going to say, speed golf is tough, too, because it's like you get a penalty shot, and because you don't get to watch your ball, you're like, I don't even know why I got that penalty shot. It went over the building, and now I have a penalty shot. I don't understand why. 
or you pull up the map and it says it's going to go far enough. You hit enough, but it's not high enough. So it bounces off the building and now you've been given a penalty. Yeah. That makes Last no sense. Once I figured tough. that out though, it, it things, things got a lot easier. I did get my first hole in one on the, that course. So yeah, that was the, that was my one and only hole in one is in a new dunk city course. I, I did. I couldn't even believe I did it. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> did you do it on one of the jumps? Were you playing speed golf? Oh yeah, I was on speed golf. Yeah, it was. Uh, Hambo and Johnny had a really cool clip where he he did it in one of the last holes where you could jump and and he actually got to the flag before his hole before his ball went in. Mine was oh, the same. It was just, <laughs> yeah, yours was the same way. That's just he had so one cool. that he posted on Twitter. I saw I'm gonna have one. to post mine tomorrow. I just haven't had a chance to do it. It was really it was really neat. Uh, the other game I've been playing is a demo of a game called Ring of Pain. And it was actually recommended to me from uh, Zam Weasel in our YouTube uh, comments because I did a, a, a video on Banners of Ruin, the card deck building uh, game there um, that I mentioned. You know, I've been digging those type of games and uh, like, you know, your Slay Aspires or even Dicey Gen- Dungeons, even though that's more dice games. Uh, but he, he mentioned he or she, not sure, uh, or they had mentioned that uh, Ring of Pain uh, was also along those lines, and uh, Monster Train as well, I think, is another game that's out there that we had a code for, and I think uh, uh, Nintendo Pals is doing a video for us on Yeah, actually, he just dropped me just dropped me that a couple minutes ago, so I'll cool. be loading that upload to our YouTube channel, so there'll be access to see that as well. Monster Train, I believe, just came out today. Nice. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of... Behind that? <laughs> there's a lot of deck-building games out there that... Uh, I would like to see more demos of too, because there's if there's a lot more of those games coming out, I want to be able to see what's going to make them the, you know, different from all the others. So and what's going to hold my interest? I've been having a lot of fun with Banners, Banners of Ruin, but I wanted to try since there was a demo. I wanted to try this Ring of Pain, and I just tried it a little bit, but the demo definitely does not explain things very well as far as what you're doing in there. You just kind of you're immediately you drop into the Ring of Pain with some cards and I have no idea what the mechanics are of these cards just do and how it. I'm battling. Yeah. It's just like you're in it and you're going to, you're going to learn in the fire essentially. So I need to spend a little more time with it and get a better idea of whether or not it's a, a good game. Maybe it's a bad demo and it is a good game. I don't know, but um, so often the truth, like, yeah. I don't know if somebody can get really good at making demos, they can make a crap ton of money. Right. Yeah. So often there's a good game with just a bad demo. If right. you can if you can cut a good demo and a good trailer, you're yep. done. Yeah, that's very true. And then uh in regards to 12 minutes, I've been playing that uh, too, just three hours of it before the show. <laughs> just three hours. <laughs> just three hours. So uh one of the things that I saw, and I'm trying to figure out where it went. Where, where in the world did it go? Um, it flew away. I can't believe this. I had it up here, and now I can't find it. Um, Nick, can you read the comments you made in the chat? But I wanted to read those. You had really good comments in, in what 12 minutes was after you said your piece about 12 minutes. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Uh, so I don't I don't know what you're I was I was talking to Mecca because Mecca was saying, why do I want a game that you can solve in 12 minutes? 
and it's it's like a it's like Groundhog Day. You don't solve it in twelve minutes. You have a you have a you have a run that can last twelve minutes and sometimes less. And then if you don't get to the solution, I'm guessing if you don't get to the solution, you get you get kicked back to the very beginning of the scenario. And you just take with you whatever you learned in that last run. And you know, as I was putting this, as I was putting this in, they did a good job to trick me. Cause as I was putting this in the chat, I was chuckling because I was thinking, I just described a roguelike, which I just said I didn't like, but they've dressed it up in a way that <laughs> I didn't even, until I like started to say it in a text, I didn't even realize it's a roguelike, but, basically. But the, the difference is not only you, but your character knows the previous loops. And is yeah. required to get through the future loops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, true, because your character knows, so it changes the um, yeah. the dialogue uh, option. Unlike a roguelike, where the character is like the first yeah. time through every time for the character. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Although Hades is a little different that way, too, isn't it? Where yeah. Hades does Hades. remember. It, it's not game impacting. It's just fun dialogue. Yeah. yeah. But this is game impacting. Yeah, this is like 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 you said, Nick. Groundhog Day essentially is where that person is experiencing it and trying to prove that they are experiencing it too. So, which is why I liked it from the trailer. Uh, initially, it was basically you're trying to solve why this, you know, why what is happening is happening. You can't say anything about. It. <laughs> yeah. So, in twelve minutes, and then but you get twelve minutes again. And it's quite interesting what happens in between those times. Like, uh, you know, every time you come back to, you know, and you come back through that door, it's, uh, <laughs> it's quite funny what he says when he comes in there. So it is, it is a game that, um, then after a time, he just kind of plays along. He stops arguing, trying to yeah. fight it anymore. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but it is, there's, uh, some mature language in it. Uh, there is a little bit of violence depending on where you get through the paths you go. So but keep that in the mind. Paths, there's a good bit of violence. Yeah. So keep that in mind when you're playing. Um, uh, if you're going to be playing with children in the room, I'll, I'll say that. So, but it has been a lot of fun and I highly recommend it. It is something different. And I agree with everybody's hype on this. That's what All I've been right. playing. Jesse, I throw it over to you. Okay, so so I you know I also put in about an hour or twelve minutes before the show tonight, and uh, you know I think we've beaten the hell out of that, so I won't talk too much anymore on that. I did try, I, I put Haven, but I meant Hades, so different four five letter word. <laughs> um, so on Game Pass, did, I I don't remember if I talked about it last week or not, but this week I. Was able to unlock some. I think I up to, got up to unlocking the shield, which uh, I, I have no idea how that even works as a weapon yet. And I didn't like, like the bow and arrow at all, so I've been sticking with the sword. And I got to Meg, which I think is the first boss, and just got handed. And at this point, I'm like, is it just a grind to find, to unlock other weapons and find what works for you? Or. Am I stuck trying to figure out how to beat Meg with what I know before I can unlock more stuff? Uh, it's a little of both. Okay, because this is this is the part that I was afraid of I'd fall into, and it, that I, if, if I get into loops 
where I'm not learning anything, it's not fun. If I'm learning you something, can always, in, you can always turn on God mode too. Oh, I God did mode. that in 20 minutes. <laughs> God mode eventually buffs like, you up if you die. Yeah, I, I, I'm up to like a 26 or 28 percent buff already. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I like the bow. I really loved the bow. That was my that was my favorite. But I mean, everybody's got their own weapon. I, I love that. Thing. It, 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 I don't know. It seems to miss. I don't know. It was a misfiring, or if I'm just using it wrong. But sometimes I want to. I'll hit a button and nothing happens. Sometimes they For hit me, a button it's the and five arrows come out. I'm like what? what? What's the difference? You got to You got to get the spear, Jesse. Yeah, I haven't go. gotten that far yet. I, I I do like Zeus's buff. I think I like. I think I got it to like level three with a with a sword. And I was that that was the one run where I got to get the mag. That was I was kind of wrecking house at that point until I got to her and she wrecked mine. <laughs> okay, I played a little bit more of Boyfriend Dungeon. A- again, kind of gotten to a stuck point, and it's just you know getting to the point where each, each attempt isn't fun, or I'm not. I don't feel like I'm learning anything new, so I might fight with that a little bit more. But I think I might have already fallen out of that. Uh, Picross S Genesis and Master System Edition. I've that launched like last month or earlier this month, and I finally started it. You know, it's Picross S. It's more of the same. There's uh, no like big 40 by 30 grids this time or 30 by 30 grids, but it's got all of the other modes from previous Picross S games. Having never owned a Genesis or Master System, most of the games that they're top referring to, I've never heard of before. But yeah, uh, Alex Kidd, I know that one. And, uh, and there's been a few other things scattered around that I've seen before. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And uh, finally, uh, Kataria Fables, which, you know, I, I've had that game for about, a, for about a week, which surprised me to get it three weeks early. It launches September 2nd. And uh, the embargo for non-review content is today so last night i recorded like the first hour and a half you know it's like up to the first dungeon and then that was released today and i'm able to talk about it today and you know it's it's, so far it's like a slower paced cat quest yes it's you have have it yet you know you're given a mission you do it and you don't have many submission choices. I'm presuming that later on I'll have like five or th- five or six things that I could be working on at the same time. But right now it's been pretty linear. It you know there is like a farming aspect. I haven't unlocked that yet. So there's um, there's fighting in this game, right? Oh uh, yeah, it's okay. you you like what you I thought I saw swords. It's, it's like it's yeah. a simple sword combat like yeah. Legend of Zelda. You know, or so for, Cat Quest. It's like Cat Quest too, if you've if you played that. Yeah, so for farming people, it's like Rune Factory 5. So, like... Yeah, uh, I've, I've never played a Rune Factory game, so I couldn't tell you if that... Yeah. How I can it, it looks pretty... I mean, for a guy who loves farming, it looks pretty cool. Rune Factory 5 is fighting and, and farming kind of mixed together in a mishmash. But there's cats involved, so how can this not be cool? Right. And there's uh, a little bit of... Uh, yes, cats. A, a little mystery <laughs> involved with... The like, like you, like you and your partner character are soldiers from the capital city, and you meet the sage who 
does not instantly didn't trust you because you're from the capital. So you find out that the magic users and the capital has had a falling out, and you still don't know why. So as part of the mystery, figure out what what happened. As you find out that you are a descendant of a magic user of which you didn't even know, and thus you have the ability to unlock the mag- magic use as well. So that's you know all that happens before the first dungeon. Awesome. So, this is something I definitely want to get more time in. I don't know how long it is. the the the, wor- the world map has twenty six zones shown, of which I've only seen the six of them. So there's still twenty zones I haven't unlocked yet. Cool. Uh, I've also been playing Hades. It's um, a game that I fell off on because not because it was bad or because I didn't like it, but just didn't have time. I didn't have time to finish it. Uh, or even get really into it before we moved on playing other stuff. Um, but I've also been playing Super Metroid. I'm making my way through that for uh, Metroid Mondays uh, over on our Twitch and YouTube channel. Uh, and so that's been, uh, it's been fun uh, and frustrating at the same time. Um, Super Metroid uh, is one of those games I love it dearly. Like it's really, really good to my top five Super Nintendo games of all time. But at the very beginning, is it is a dinosaur. Um, once you play Fusion and Zero Mission, and really the way Metroid Dread looks like it's going to perform as well, there's no going back uh, from that kind of sped-up Metroid style. And when you start um, Super Metroid, you are so slow. It feels like you're driving a Samus tank. Uh, and it's just, I'm finally getting to an area where I'm unlocking mobility upgrades and more. And uh, I love it. Um Getting ready to go into um, the water area. God, can it? What's the name of it? it just went Meridian. Uh, I hate Meridian, so this is going to be a slog part of the game. But I'm going to finish it and move on to other M because yes, that's a 2D Metroid game. Uh, and so I'm going to play that on stream as soon as we finish Super Metroid. The, and then the, uh, the bit the bit I hate about Meridian is because it slows down the. It slows everything down. Your movement, you, it's the noise. Like, whoosh, 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 when you're jumping around, well, yeah. oh, man. And there's that. And, and and what I hate about it, too, is that by the time you get there, you've kind of settled into a rhythm for the game. Like, you've got a little muscle memory as far as Samus's jumps and, and things. And it erases all of that. <laughs> it just does away with it until you get the, the various suit or whatever. And then you do whatever you want. Yeah. Um uh, I'm also planning on doing another M run some in a few weeks. You know, there's like Labor Day weekend, I'll be out of town, and my wife's got plans going on with some friends, so I'll be in a hotel room doing nothing for for during the day. So That's that, nice. I'm planning on packing my Wii and uh, a few other things to keep myself occupied, and that that's that, that's one of them on my list. I'm actually also walking back through Samus Returns as well as we play. And I'm, I'm finding that there's a lot of that that I forgot because I went through it so quick. Um, when it first came out, there's just a lot of it didn't get committed to memory. Uh, like Justin, I've also been playing Spelunky, but I've been playing Spelunky, the, the original. Uh, it launches next week on Nintendo Switch. And so, uh, there will be a video up, uh, of my version of Spelunky that links to Justin's and Justin's, uh, will link to mine so you can go and check them out. Those both launch on the 26th. And then as of recording time tonight, uh, that you can go get this if you haven't already. The WarioWare Get It Together demo 
uh, is out right now to download. Uh, and man, Mario wears weird. <laughs> uh, there's just not any way to say it. Um, uh, earlier I was strumming guitars and plucking armpit hair and shooting, um, shooting coins and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it kind of turns the WarioWare formula on its head in that you're playing weird micro games. But before where you were just interacting with the game, now you're interacting with them as a member of the WarioWare cast and everyone controls differently. And so you'll even play some of those games with different characters and have to figure out how to do it. Uh, so it was, I think it's a great little appetizer for the game. I can't wait for it to come out. That's what we've been playing. Justin, let's flip on the community spotlight. Flip it on. Let's do it. Flip, 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 flip. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so our guests this week, Nick and Sean from Game Pass News, they have already told you where to find them, and uh, we want to encourage you guys to go over and listen to their dang show because it's awesome. Uh, and they've got all the uh, all the Xbox news that you can need and then some. Uh, and on top of that, they're pretty cool guys too. So uh, go check them out. New episodes every Saturday. You can follow them uh, on social media. They've got a lot going on over there. Uh, let's dive right into our questions this week from the community. Uh, this first question comes from Bruce Patterson, and he says this. I have decided this week that I will not buy any more video games until I've cleared 50% of my backlog. Any takers? Justin, I feel like this is a shot across the bow for you. Yeah, this this probably is. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about the game sampler uh, method, right, that we kind of You're do not doing here. this, are you? No, there's no way I can. What <laughs> I am, what I am, like, if I do 50%, that's still like a... 125 games I would need to finish. Um, what I tend to do, um, who needs Game Pass, Sean? I've got them all. Um, <laughs> what I am much like Pokemon, I believe in collecting every collect them all. Um, what I like to try and do, I, I will sometimes feel like I'm, I'm overwhelmed, is I will single out, like I will say, I need to finish two or three games, right? Because I will find that I am 60% done. Or I'm 70% done. And I'll say, like, you know what? I need to really buckle in and do that. So sometimes I set little goals for myself to finish certain games. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a great idea. But um, sure, look it. That's cute. Yeah. Anybody else going to take uh, Bruce up on his offer here? No more yeah. games until your 50% backlog's cleared? I don't even know how long my backlog is. So I can't tell you what 50% looks like. I don't have a backlog. I just have a list of games that I need to start playing because I haven't played them yet <laughs> because I haven't had the time. So I does, need to get that far before fair. I start picking anything else up. Does anybody use anything to track their games? I've There's actually use... a, an app called GG. I was about to say, I've actually started using GG. Um, and that's been an interesting, interesting experience. GG, like good game. Is that the idea yeah. here? Because I'm yeah. confused with the mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You're 100% correct. Right. You can have like a list of like want to play, playing, beaten, complete, shelved, abandoned. 
Like, there's how long did it take you to create that, that list? This, man. I Massive. just, I listen. I, I'm only halfway done. I'm not actually I'm not even it's halfway abandoned. done. It's abandoned. Just <laughs> Justin stopped. could have beat a game by the time he actually just got stopped. all the uploaded. Into I have a whole GG. list of games that I hope to come to. Uh, hope to come to Nintendo Switch. <laughs> is, it is, actual, that is that an actual that category there in your? In your in thing, mind, games I hope come to Switch. Hoping to come to Switch, I have a list. I create a list. I, that includes nice. Doors, Takes Two. So when we have these conversations about, oh, it's an indie direct. What do we think's coming? I was like, oh, I have a bunch of games that I hope actually show up. And that's how I do it. And none of that's them. That's a sweet app. That's a sweet app. Uh, let's let's head into a question from Chad here from Mecha Dragon. What kind of genre of games goes for each of you dads? How do you know a game uh, was specifically made for you? I guess is is he asking here what's our favorite genre of game? Mm-hmm. I think That's what so. it sounds like. How do you know it was specifically made for you? Uh I'm gonna throw this right here. Uh it's it's action platformers, Mega Man, Mario, stuff like that. They just come easy. I can uh, like it, that's it's, that's it's, my that's my wheelhouse. It's kind of funny, like when so inside baseball. Right, we'll get codes that will come into into our inbox, and we'll, uh, what I will typically do is I'll if we haven't requested them, right? And they're just kind of the random drop. I'll take a look at them, I'll watch the trailer, and I will, <laughs> I will basically say, "This is a Marty game. This is a Jesse game. This is a Tim game." Uh, based on kind of what we know they're like, and I know that Mar- or Marty likes Metroidvania, two D platformers, roguelikes, right? So if any of those are like meta tag data. I'm like, yeah, this is probably now we'll we'll offer it to everybody, right? And say, hey, sure, look at it when I just don't give away a code in less than 30 minutes, Tim, right? Um, but uh we'll typically look around and say, like, yeah, this definitely is in the wheelhouse of where it is, and we'll try and ask if somebody likes it. So yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily answering which genres I like, because that you know, if you if you listen long enough, you know. But like how I find out I like them is, you know, basically Try various games and know remember what you like, and then if a similar game comes out, if you still like it, hey, you probably like the genre. Like, is Pit Cross a genre? It, it is now. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah I just wondered. It, if Jesse that was says a genre it is. So That's right. yeah, I'm all for it. It's a subgenre <laughs> of puzzle. <laughs> See, I'm a mixture of like action platformers like my with like the Mario's, Mega Man's. Uh, like crash that kind of stuff, but then I like my first person shooters. So like we all know, I'm a big fan of Doom, uh, Warzone, stuff like that. So yeah, if it's fast paced and you've got to think about it, and there's a little bit of strategicness to the the, the first person shooter, that's that's me all over. Um, action platformer or uh sandbox uh creative build a craft a thing in Majigger. That that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my, that's my games. Anything ever, I can create and build and it's open for me. Have you ever tried Dragon Quest Builder games? Oh yeah, I sunk. I beat the first one and I sunk so many hours into the second, but then some shiny thing got me right at the very, it gained, the second one just keeps going and going. I really, I thought I was going to be at the end four times and I'm still never made yeah, it. Yeah, I, I remember when I first played that, I said, you know, like the first story arc took 30 hours and if that was the full game, I would have been satisfied. Yeah. And it, that was only a quarter of the game. Also, Jesse, you have to realize I'm one of those guys that's like, hey, I can build a minecart from one side of the world to the other. I should do that. I don't. It's not part of the – I just am dumb, and I feel like I should do that. See, so I didn't do any of the open build. I just did the missions. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, I got sucked into that hardcore. And uh, so, but yeah, I played him. I love him. Okay, Tim. Tim, what are your what are your what's your genre? I, I'm waiting for Tim here. I don't think yeah, he has you're a, genre. a little bit of a enigma. I, I I'm kind of I've always been a game sampler because I you know obviously I got teased about it from the Dads After Dark because I'm a game sampler because I will only I will sample a bunch of games and if it doesn't hold my attention I will move on to the next thing. So, but I do gravitate towards some of the same things you guys do like there's some overlaps like i like i like my castleroid games if you will uh or <laughs> i haven't as, heard that term in a while <laughs> or as you uh or as nintendo likes to call them what is it search action games i don't know um, that. that sounds like the corporate d- yes yeah, the, the corporate, corporate term that yeah. they're trying to spin and all that kind of stuff right <laughs> so but uh i like 30 those. years too late for that one but again, it's like, okay, I can only take so many of them in, in, in certain doses, right? You got to be able to do something different that will hold my interest if, you know, so, um, so that I move on to the next thing. I've been digging more of the short, uh, the shorter games, the indie games. So no matter what, and especially how different they've been, like the, uh, um, world not world ends with you but the world end club you know that was um that was a fun different game for me even though it's a genre that i guess it's been out for a while um it's and it was new for me so it was fun diving into those and and having a new experience i do like my racing games i love those and arcadey like marty you know i like that more arcadey ones and not so much the simulation ones because the simulation ones stress me out a little bit more although and even like these borderline ones, like Horizon, not, uh, yeah, Forza. Games. Horizon. Yeah. So where it's got a little bit of simulation to it, but it's also got some arcadey elements to it too. Where, but I need, I don't think it's, I don't think it's because of the game or me. It's just those games you have to have more time with in order to excel at it. Like your first person shooters with, uh, you know, where you got to be able to get good with the controls and be able to snipe somebody or take somebody out quickly and be able to aim quickly. You get that with time with the game. And those games I don't tend to go with unless it's something like Metroid Prime, which I really liked because it's a slower paced first person shooter where it's you got to scan things. And then, yeah, you have to be quick with the, some of your shots, depending on some of the situations. But it Yes, I'm an enigma. Sorry. So I'm a little bit harder to figure out because it just depends on my my mood and uh, where, uh, you know, I'm just kind of like, if it's going to hold my interest, then I will finish it uh, like certain games that we've talked about in the past. And if it doesn't, then I will move on quickly to the next thing that looks shiny and cool that I want to try. Well, what I will say is for me to switch off, sometimes I like to just play um like skate free or skater xl so i'm very much something where i i don't have to think much to it and it kind of i can just take my brain out and dump it to one side and kind of just not have to think too much about it so that's the for me that's like tetris i can just play that and tetris gives me so much anxiety (laughs) or this that this islanders game that just came out like it's it's really like there's no pressure so yeah, you can just sit and it's very and kind of flow and and be and and totally just um I, I don't know I I I guess the older I get the more I'm 
getting into like chill out games. <laughs> yeah. This, especially like that one that was mentioned last week on the, in the indie direct when it told them, as soon as they said lo-fi beats, I was like, yep. Uh, Sold. Uh, that, that, that's what I used this evening to try and get to sleep before the show. So between recording game pass news with Nick and then trying to sleep before this, like I stuck a loads of lo-fi kind of hip hop beats on to fall asleep. to. So I, and my phone's still there now because Lindsay's even got into it. So she's, Hopefully, still asleep listening to that as well. I, I play it all day at work. Like I've got a playlist that I've saved on Apple Music, and I just that's. Have you I, tried um, Game Chop and stuff like that? That's yes. um, yeah, yeah, the Game Chop stuffs and Highlands and and all that. Uh, I think Zelda and Chill is one of yeah. them, and M- there's a Zelda and Chill too. It's just come out in like the last yeah. couple of months. Um, the only thing is, if I try to spin a, a playlist with that it ends up getting into like some of the more upbeat upbeat. game chop stuff. And it's like, that's, I can't sleep to that. Uh, Let's move on to the next question here from Zablonk. He says, what is the dad's opinion on games that have DLC for a really long time? Is free content always welcome or game balancing patches four years after a game's release and possibly years after you played it just a waste? This is in response to dead cells Getting a recent balancing update years after its release. Um, what do you guys think? Too, too little, too late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, four, four years later, I'll, I'll have fallen yeah, straight you, off yeah, the you game. You all know how I play games. If I don't, you know, if I stop playing a game, I'll likely never get back to it. So if it, you don't care if it gets an update four years from now, I'll never see it. It's like Animal Crossing. Yeah, you know, on the 3DS when they had its Amiibo update three years after afterwards, it never got played. Yeah, I think, I yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting, right? Because what you this is a great example of it. They have put a lot of of, uh, of free content in there, and they put a lot of paid DLC in there. And sometimes when you're putting a lot under the hood, sometimes something gets unbalanced, right? Or you didn't QA test properly, and they need to go back and patch it time where uh, a developer or publisher can go back and have the opportunity to update and add patches and change the quality and make sure the experience is proper. I think it's great. Right. Uh, so I don't have a huge issue with it. Uh, sometimes it just happens, right? Like, Hey, we push out something new, shoot, something broke. We need to resolve and we need to, we need to fix uh, again. I mean, I think that, you know, you talk about value for games, right? The longer that you play with play it for the better value you feel with it. Right. And we all know that the biggest commodity we don't have is time. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you there, especially if it's a balancing issue. If they're just adding new stuff three years later, meh, you know, that's a little different. But they're, the, this is their baby, right? It's their product, and somebody's going to play that. And a lot of us follow developers. And so, you know, if somebody stumbles upon their game three years later, they want to make sure that it's in good condition and they play it and they say, damn, that was a good game. I'm going to follow that guy. Now, not all gamers do that, but some do. And they want to make sure their product is, uh, you know, top notch, I would say. So I'm good with it. Another example is Spiritfarer had an update like a year or so after its release. And uh, again, it 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 was outside of my range of playing it. That is a game I beat to to credit roll, and I think I did almost, if not everything, I did almost everything you can do in the game. So, you know, if I went back to try to play the new content, I'd have to practically play the game from scratch because I don't remember the mechanics anymore. And I'm not going to put that much. Uh, it was like a it was like a forty or fifty hour game. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. 
All right. Uh, for those of you that are asking, Marty actually had to drop off. Uh, we, just, we just sent his message. So, uh, Marty, hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, uh, Tim, do you know where we are for the questions that are still outstanding? Yeah, I can continue that. Thank so you. we got another question from Drew in the Discord. And that question is, do you turn off your switch or put it in sleep mode? <laughs> and we actually had a poll on that, and I'm surprised he, he wanted us to talk about it. I thought they were going to talk about it in theirs. Uh, but yeah, do you guys do that? Was this, was this a response to Marty's switch overheating? Yeah. It was in regards to that, but also just in general, I think it's uh, performance-wise, you know, what does it impact performance, how you handle your switch? Uh, I've never noticed any performance issues from it, and I, my switch has never been off more than a half an hour or whenever I like doing something with the, with the micro SD card. Well, three hours and one a few weeks ago when I upgraded to the one terabyte card, uh, but yeah, it's always in sleep mode and almost always docked while charging in sleep mode. I noticed gigantic performance issues when uh, I just put it in sleep mode; it comes back quicker, and I really like that. So well, that's, that's what I do. A, that's, that's a performance feature. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I always put it in sleep mode. Great. Yeah. Good good answers. And what's our poll say, Tim, just for curiosity? Yeah, it's actually <laughs> quite big difference here. But uh, the question is, what do you do with your Switch when you're done playing? A, power it off, or B, put it in sleep mode? And A was three votes, and B was 32 votes. <laughs> That's pretty unanimous. Yes, so, yeah, large. And then it's funny, the few people who, who answered it that they powered off said we were crazy. <laughs> the few people that did that just wanted to get some extra votes in the golf league. That's that's my thought. Oh, okay. uh, they just trying to make trying to curry some love. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Drew oh. is in the powered off camp. Yes, yeah. he is. Him and uh, Frosticles uh, as well uh, as in that power off side of things. Next question comes from Solo Something. Who says I'm a huge fan of Ori, but has typically always been a dual console system of PlayStation and Nintendo. Uh, been engrossed in Xbox culture. What uh, being engrossed in Xbox culture, and I think this is going to Nick and Sean. What three games or series from each of you would you desire to come from the Xbox to the Nintendo Switch? What do you got, Sean? Three oh, games that you'd love to see on the Switch that are currently on Xbox. Uh, well, I'll just say one that I'm, I've said I've played ridiculous amount of hours. Grounded would make my life a lot easier if I could play that on the Switch. So that's <laughs> yeah, I was going to sure. say, um, ah, I don't know, because there's a lot of games that are on the Switch now that were on Xbox, which I'm happy they're on the Switch because of that lift up and play kind of thing. Um, like Ari. Uh, I'm trying to think of any others. That... I mean, so we're not going to worry about performance here. Um I think I think I'd love to have all the fables. Uh, there's a whole fable collection. I'd love to see fables on Switch. I think that would be great. I could then play them on the go. Their time sink. Their time sinks, and I'm I'm never gonna play them again. But to be honest, I'm sure if I did, I wouldn't remember much of of my first playthrough. So, yeah. Um, that's the only other one is like the skater games. So skater. Skater 2 and Skater 3. I'd like them to be on the Switch because, again, they're ones that I can just kind of, I can lift it, play wherever I want, whenever I want. But that's probably about the only the only run of games. That and the Fables with Nick, because I quite like those. Nice. Tim, I saw your hand up. I would love to have Forza 
<laughs> on the Switch. I was surprised Sean didn't say that. Uh, it, no, it, just, it, it wouldn't run it. I know it wouldn't. Well, it wouldn't run most of the, well, it probably would run the Fable, the old Fables now. It probably would, but... Yeah, I know. I, I'm not thinking about anything but a wishful thought here, but the Forza yeah. racing games would be pretty cool. But if it was the xCloud, you know, then, then you can run it. <laughs> yeah. are, are, I mean, the, the, the only other game I'd say is Lonely Mountains Downhill. And I think that's already that on the Switch. Switch. That's on yeah. so, the Switch. Yeah. So there we go. Because that, that game, I absolutely adore. So. Yeah, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you my three. Uh, super quick and super easy. First one, Halo. Boom, got to be there. Number two, Gears of War. Uh, that was a series that just about that first ad campaign um, that they did for the Xbox when it was out there. Um, with the, do you guys remember the trailer? It was like Mad World. That was oh, such yeah. a great, yeah, original great one for freaking the trailer. Yeah. That game. That game was just about the game that made me tip over and buy an Xbox. Um, and then uh, the other one I would say right now is Sea of Thieves. Yeah, I've heard yeah, so many yeah. things Thieves. about it. Definitely would. I've I've yeah. really would love to get a, get into that. It looks great. Uh, so those are the ones for me as well. Jesse, that's I have one. I have one. Uh, like Rare one. Replay. Ooh, good mm, call. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I've I've only been in the Xbox uh, system since December. So I don't know a lot of them, but I remember from that generation, that was the one, that was the only game that like, I almost am wanting to buy an Xbox one for this. Uh, this was before game pass got big. And, you know, previously to that, you know, my son said, can we get an Xbox? I think this is back in the 360 days. And, you know, so he was eight, nine, 10 years old. And I said, no, because the only games on it are games that I don't want to play. Uh, yeah. And games I don't want you to play yet, like the shooters yeah. and the sports. That's really all that had, at least all, all that was popular. And I didn't care. So, like, Rare yeah. Play was really the first game that kind of caught my eye for Xbox, but I still did. Rare, Rare, Rare Replay had house uh, Viva Pinata, which. That's what I was just going to say, Viva Pinata. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, so with, with Game Pass, I did download it and started playing it I, like i picked up i played rc pro am completely forgot how to play it and then couldn't remember i never i couldn't figure out how to get it out of that game back to the menu so i just shut the, shut the system off and never launched it again <laughs> nice nice hey justin let me take this next one if yeah. you don't mind yeah yeah uh because it involves ea <laughs> also for this one all right, so this one is a question from our Patreon, and it's from Simon Hawkins. Uh, with almost 90 million Switches sold, what do you guys think is the real reason that EA won't release a new FIFA game on the Switch? I'm just baffled by it all. We all know that they're all about the money, so why don't they want to make a new game and take our money? And with that, I'm going to add, of course, Chris NHL or HL's comment as well, Christopher Logo. I want to ask Sean and Nick why they get nine uh, NHL 22 on Xbox and Nintendo Switch players don't, even with a new shiny Nintendo Switch OLED on the way. <laughs> so because the, the OLED the OLED is great. It's going to be a nice looking screen, but that's all it is. Yeah, it's a nice looking screen. You don't have the hardware behind the nice looking screen to run your 60 frames a second, 1080p fast and you're not going to get your big graphic games coming to the Switch because it doesn't have the hardware behind the fantastic screens. They're one of the reasons why I, I, I aren't going to buy the OLED until my 
day one switch just falls over and goes, right, I've had enough funions through me, I'm done. <laughs> um, but that, that, and that's the reason why you're not getting the big games like you're not getting FIFA, you're not getting Madden and stuff like that straight away because those games, they're, they're making those games on the next generation consoles that have got the hardware behind them to run them to the point that they want to to, to look amazing. So they're not going to spend the money dumbing it down slightly for the Switch when they spent all this money making it look fantastic for the likes of Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5s. That's, that to me is the, it is what it is. And that's, that's where they've previously always made their big sales as well. Yes. But also too, it's because EA's lazy. <laughs> oh, Tim. <laughs> I have an answer. I they're too, have, they're have, too busy making the next skate game. That's why they're not doing it. Yes. Okay, I, I think, that they, you know, at least with the Wii and the Wii U era and early Switch era, I would agree, yeah, they were just lazy. But at that, at that point, I think they burned the bridge. If they changed their mind and all of a sudden, hey, let's try it. Let's actually put some effort into FIFA 23. I don't think people would care because, again, they've burned their bridge. Yeah. And then... No one would buy it. And then they say, ha, we told you. And we're like, no, Unless no. they marketed enough. Unless they particularly yeah, marketed it and maybe. shared what the changes are, what's going on, why this is a big deal. Take the time to market it to the, the Nintendo audiences. Because, yes, we know that people who are going to want the simulation side of it are going to go to the bigger consoles with the bigger graphics. They want to see the the pretty stuff too with the games that they're that they're playing. No, but that that much extra marketing budget is probably something they don't want to do. Right. <laughs> but also but there's as the numbers have indicated there is it will pay. It if they do it right, it, it they will get paid for it because if they understand the Nintendo market, the Nintendo audience market and do it right and not just half ass it, then they can you know, uh, but, but get something the, out there. I, I agree with that, Tim, but I'm going to put it this way. That takes effort and work when right now, when they, that's why I'm saying FIFA, they're, they're when they, lazy. when they release a FIFA game and, and Sean, you're a great example of this, right? The European market is hot for FIFA, right? I said this before in our yeah, discord. Get chat. A, I have go to a grocery I, store and pick it up. I have never seen a marketing campaign for video games. Like I did when FIFA came out, when I lived in Ireland, I have oh, never yeah. seen like lineups the way that they are. Like every, like it is a, you know, you buy a console for FIFA, right? And you will buy next thing. And it is such a hot button game and market in Europe. Um, they don't need to do jack and they can roll in money. So yeah. like, they, like it, it is literally time and energy versus effort and, and, and money recoup. Okay. Relationship so, wise, I agree. It's a shitty idea. But so with that, then look at it this way, then. Okay. Like you got to market. I Jesse go and go timestamp again. That's the fourth look one, at, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's legit. Like, come on. I swear you're getting big. The, but this, that's a great point. That market is big on the FIFA games, right? So if they know they're going to sell it because of they don't have to put much effort into it, why can't they do the same with a NHL 94 Rewind like we joke about all the time or even a Madden flashback game, Rewind game, whatever you want to call it, that will run on the device and will be popular in the market that they sell it in, especially if they market it the same way they do FIFA over there. That's what I'm talking about. You you make great points, but they're not doing the same over here. 
I hundred percent agree. Like, I mean, I I hundred percent agree that like NHL ninety four retro rewind is a no brainer. Like, I don't understand. Like, like, like as much as Chris, you know, and again, if you're playing at home, everyone have a drink because we just said NHL ninety four <laughs> rewind, right? Right. Sorry, three or four uh, times. But, but like, he's right. It's a no brainer. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it's it's not like like don't tell me it's a graphics. So that's a challenge. And it doesn't matter about the graphics. People are caught talking about wanting to play tech mobile on their switch. Yeah. And look at those graphics, you know? But so just, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. it's just the fact that they don't need to, it's, it's, it's no different than Nintendo, quite frankly. I mean, I know we, we don't equate those two the same, but it is, there's a million things Nintendo could do to make bank that they don't do. I mean, they could, they yes, and we get out, frustrated at that too. Yeah, they could crap out a thousand things. They could crap out Animal Crossing DLC tomorrow, charge fifteen dollars, and make thirty million dollars by the end of the month. I mean, I'd be so I grateful mean, for that. Yeah, and it would it would cost them nothing. It would it would I don't know if it costs them nothing, but it would take very little time. But it's just it's not. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're kudos to them for being mission focused. I don't know, but it's not what they want to do for whatever reason. And they don't have to because they got Scrooge McDuck money, just like Nintendo. I say they're, they're too busy making the next skate game to concentrate on. <laughs> You're gonna will this well. dang thing into existence. Hey, hey, make EA skate again has been a hashtag for about six, seven years. Right. <laughs> yeah, listen, Sean. Until you have the fever of Chris in NHL '94, I don't hear it. All right, that man has changed his Twitter handle. I believe there's a petition like like changed on mm-hmm. org going on right now. Like, there's a lot of work that he's done. Yes. God bless that man. He's really doing the Lord's work. Yeah, and I totally get that's right. I totally get the business aspect of those things too. So uh, I understand the business aspect, but I'm talking obviously from a purely fan wanting a game aspect. You know, I want these things on the Switch. I see it from my limited knowledge as a capable thing that can happen, and. For the life of me, like you said, Justin, can't understand why they don't do it. Um, and you know, you're right; it's the business move. So, but that's that was what time so and Hawkins had. So, <laughs> but I appreciate the steps they've taken to you know do something. So I appreciate those things, like the racing games. So I'm happy I'm, I'm getting those. But that's that was from Simon. I guess the next question is from Chris Becker. Uh, I don't know that I think Nintendo is afraid of being weird. They released a Mario Kart game that came with a remote control car and camera hooked to it. That was less than a year ago. Now we've got a new AR Pikmin com- game coming out and some point this at some point this year. They are still quite weird and maybe not Labo weird in 2021, but we should we shall see what tw- 2022 has for us. And that's probably in regards to uh two dollar hero being on with us. Uh in the prior week, so yeah, a lot of these questions came from last week when we we ran out of time. When we were, yeah, when we <laughs> ran out of time. Yep. So great points. Yeah, there's still definitely things with Nintendo's being weird about, uh, and I think we will see a lot more too because they will have to reach into that uh, well, if you will, to give us more content. Any thoughts on that, guys? Uh, I'm surprised they didn't do anything else with the Ring Fit. Made it an eligible controller for like aspects of Breath of the Wild. Um, being able to like obviously run around the the open world of Breath of the Wild, so you're jogging on the spot and things like that. Yeah. I'm surprised with a Labo on your head. 
<laughs> the VR, yeah. The cardboard just stick into it from the sweat. You could make that into the boat. You know, you just hold yeah. it like this and you they could That's it. Ten dollar yeah. DLC. They make money that way too. Gosh darn. Mini games. That's yeah. it. So. <laughs> All right, next question is from Jesus Amada. Dads, quick question for you. With school starting up in many years, how are uh many areas, excuse me, how are you guys finding time to play games? I have noticed that I have to take more advantage of playing later into the night, but it's killing me the next morning. <laughs> this isn't even including the extracurricular activities. What can a new school dad do to maximize game playtime during the week? As a sort of related question, what were your favorite extracurricular school activities? I was really into chess club and performance arts classes. I think that pushed me into strategy games and RPGs, but it could just be the games themselves and my love for math and reading. Have a great uh, show. See, as, as, uh, go on. Sorry, Justin. I would say, you know, I think my recommendation is, is find bite sized things, right? Find things that, and, and, you know, we were talking about it here like 12 yeah, minutes. You're not, you're not going to be able to play, play Dragon Quest 11. No. Find, example, Road 96. A run in Road 96 is less than an hour, right? Play something like that. Play a roguelike, play 12 minutes, play something you have where you have minor time. One of the reasons I like Apex or Fortnite. I can jump in for 10 to 15 minutes and have a match and be like, cool, I feel like I've done something moving on, right? So look for micro transactional uh, opportunities to play games, small chapters that allow you to go on from there. Um, so that's what that's what my, what my recommendation is. And also like gaming is a season sometimes, right? Sometimes you have the opportunity to and sometimes you don't, right? Mm -hmm. I think, you know, always prioritize your family and that stuff first before you prioritize gaming. Um, you'll find a way of when, when routines become normalized and, Life becomes normalized right now is a big set, a big change momentum, right? People going back to work, people going back to school, refinding routines, examine that later as well. Uh, and regarding what was my favorite extracurricular activities, mine was theater. Uh, I was a theater kid uh, growing up. And so that was, that was my extracurricular. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I, I seem to have like the Holy grail when it comes to gaming and kids being at home. I work shifts. So I like, on average, I work two days a week. <laughs> Sometimes that is I work Saturday, Sunday, and then I've got like Monday to Friday when the kids are at school and I, I can do pretty much whatever I want. I can go to the gym for an hour. I can stream games, make content, play games that I, like obviously we don't want to stream because it doesn't fit our genre of, of um, content creation. So I, I have that it's like it's times like right now where my kids are on school holiday where i suffer and that's where it goes completely opposite way i either want to be i have to wait for them to be asleep i have to wait for for Lindsay and my wife to have like we have that downtime on an evening where we're watching so i have to wait for all that and then i end up having to stop up and i'm suffering for it the next day so it's like today is our well, me and Lindsay are going on a day out all day today it's like our date day so and i've been up now since half past two and I, I was hoping to try and grab an hour's sleep that's now not going to happen so it's sometimes the sacrifices that we have to make to do the things that we really enjoy doing but if you're finding it that it's difficult to do it then uh, yeah i'd take the advice like just find stuff that you can play in bits so most games you can get to a point quite quickly where you can think right okay i can leave that and walk away um i found that with doom eternal you could kind of get so far through the level and there'd be like a bit of a, a lull in the gameplay and it's that's the time to you know save or use the auto save function that most games have and come back to it at a later date so rather than having to try and do 
five, six hours of gaming in one session. Well, you need to put your your Nintendo Switch in sleep and not turn it off like a gosh darn monster. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freaks. You just hey, what was your extracurricular, Sean? You didn't tell us. I want to know. Uh, my extracurricular, I, I was a sports kid, so it would be it's rugby, football, basketball. So I was big into rugby. I, the only reason why I stopped playing rugby at school was because they went from playing proper rugby to playing it where you just had to touch each other on the hip to tackle. Um and you weren't allowed to carry the ball under your arm and run. You had to hold it out in front of you. So that, that's, I kind of, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot two. I currently weigh 220 pounds. When I was in high school, I was still six foot and weighed like 12 stone. I was a very big kid that could run fast. So I was great at rugby. I'd run through everything and everybody. <laughs> so as soon as they stopped me from being able to bulldoze my way through everything and everybody, I kind of fell out of love with that. So. <laughs> Sean, that's a gosh darn crime. They changed that. That is yeah. not the way to play. That's not the way to play that sport. I, I, no, no. You, you could imagine American fans. You and I could imagine American football where all they had to do was pull a piece of tape off your hip. Yeah. That would ruin the game. Yeah. <laughs> we call that flag football. Also, uh, real, real shame, Sean, about the Lions. That's, yes. you know, they're touring yeah. South Africa. I'm sorry about that. But we'll talk. I digress. Yeah. Real shame for our Lions, too. Uh, nothing ever happens good there. Um, <laughs> um, I would agree with everything I said. I'm not going to repeat that. The only thing I would add is uh, if you need some time, sometimes I think we don't talk to our spouses enough about, like, I could just use an hour, you know, to just, like, just communicate. Uh, if if you've been with the kids for a week, or you've been pick, you're on pickup, drop off duty, or however that works for you, and you just need some time. We we used to talk about this all the time in dad crossing, and we talk parenting stuff. It's just, and that was always my thing. Just talk to your significant other, who whoever that is, and just say, hey, I could use an hour like this weekend. Could I could I have an hour to myself to play the switch? So that'd be the only thing I could I would add. Um, golf. That was my gig in in high school. I mean, Nick's got one at the moment. Nick's got one at the moment where you're doing kind of everything at the moment because you said you said in our podcast, Nick's taking the the kids to work with him. He's, he's like, cause yes. his 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 significant other is now back at school and working. So Nick's like, yeah, Daddy I'm not daycare. gonna lie. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not working. gonna make uh, Jesse redo or cover me up. So I'm gonna be real. Uh, but it's a it's a poopy month in August <laughs> in this in this family because um and not like in babies but my wife goes back to school in August my kids don't go back to school until September we don't want to pay for a month of daycare so or childcare so uh yeah hey if I go to work they go to work if I'm on the job site they be on the job site man don't tell OSHA I didn't just say that um so uh but yeah that's the thing yeah I agree with you know again I don't have that problem anymore but when I when my kids were in school most of my gaming was you know, weekends, you know, evenings. And, uh, and I agree with, you know, communication with the, with the spouse, you know, even you know, like I, you, you may not know it from, you know, all the podcasting, but I am very introvert and my wife is very not. And so she knows, you know, I, I don't do holidays and vacations much. And when I do, I definitely need me time. And if, you know, that means I, I, if they go to the park or the pool and I'm sitting, stay in the hotel room, that's perfectly fine. I am not upset. I am happy. <laughs> I will be more upset if you make me go with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as long as everyone understands each other and, 
you know, she should be fine. Like, you know, I, I have my games, she has her games, we do separate things anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 aspect of it, I think when me and Lindsay first met, took her a little bit of time to, to adjust to the fact that video games wasn't just something that I enjoyed to do, it was a way of switching off. So, yeah, you've got to have that conversation, definitely. Yep. Yeah, I you know I know I know my wife as well is really good. I you know try and have game sessions once a week usually with, with a friend of mine. Jump on the line and just saying you know and very much to your point, Nick, right? Like, sure, look at I've been with the kids or I've been at work and you know, these other stressors. I just I just need to take an hour or two and I'm gonna go game, right? I'm gonna go and it's not not nothing in you. I just want to connect with a different way because we can't go and go to pubs or whatever it is or because right. of COVID protocols and. And so that decompression, and that's why it's stuff like this, like our community coming together. And I know this is like literally a three hour podcast now, and we should probably start wrapping it up. Right. But well, like, we're, we're, why we enjoy these conversations too, right? Right. And then my extracurriculars was, uh, or the, the math competition team, uh, marching band, uh, tried jazz band, but there wasn't enough interest to hold on to that and, uh, track and field. So I did have some athletics in there. And I, I believe I, you I, said I, before. I believe you said before cocaine as well. Am I correct on that? No, that is not correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't. I couldn't catch crap. I couldn't throw crap, but I could run. So that, I did track and field. So I now didn't. you're bleeping yourself out. Come on, Jesse. Oh, I'm not bleeping couldn't mine. Catch I'm crack, fine. Couldn't throw crack, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, uh, Tim. I wonder if we should maybe. I know we we are holding some over. We might want to hold some of these over again too. Well, these are three new ones. I think we can get through them pretty okay, quickly. Let you power I think we, I think we can do this. We've already gone three hours. Why not? Hey, what's the, what's, we just, gonna let's say, clear what this the, out. What's clear the, it out. What's the level? What do we got to get to? How, it's how a far? Backlog. It's a backlog. It's, I'm just, I'm just sampling uh, emails now. It's all I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, email sampling. <laughs> we'll save the voicemail for next week, but we'll get through these last comments. How's that? Yeah. All right. So. Uh, we've got three more here. So Eric Plunk had something in regards to the Super Metroid art sur- that surfaced on the on any tweet from Nintendo, uh, and he just wants to know if we um, is Nintendo sitting on high risk scans of art from all of their old games that and are they going to do everything they can internally to preserve their own history? What classic artwork would you like to get your eyes on personally from Nintendo with the high res if you're into that? Is there any, you know, do you want to see that stuff? Uh, do you care that it's coming out on Twitter or would you rather see that in a book? Um, I, I'd i love, I imagine that yes. Nintendo has, yeah, yes, the book. answer to all of those things. Okay. But I imagine like Nintendo has what I would call like a, a franchise Bible, yeah. right? Where it's like every idea, design, thought kind of categorized in some way and looked at and 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 that they could that they have access to uh, but i'd love to see like some of those original sketches yeah like hyrule historia did a good job of showing like art that didn't make the final cut and yes. that's the type of thing i like to see like yes what what got rejected and i want why. to see that in a metroid book i mentioned that before dark horse and nintendo need to work on that metroid book yeah i i like seeing it on twitter um, because I don't want to buy a book for it that I'm going to put on my shelf and probably not look at. So if they, I, pr- if they, I probably have 30 art books that I've never really opened and looked through, but I have yeah. them just to have them. Yeah. From if they Zelda, Final on, Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Persona. <laughs> yeah. And that's the problem. I, I wouldn't either, but I mean, they're cool. I'm going to spend money. Just tweet it out and let me look at it and say, Oh, that's really cool. I didn't, I never would have thought that's what, you know, Samus looked like when you first concepted that art. And that way, I don't, 
I mean, but that's just me being cheap. I don't want to have to buy it. Yeah, the concept of that was never something that really drew me. It's like um, when you were playing, I think it was Doom, the 2016 one, you could unlock it by finding the little Doom guys and stuff. And the models, you could unlock the concept out in the game. I never look at stuff like that. Um, yeah. I like the I like, like high-res drawings of like um, the when you first walk out of the cave on Breath of the Wild and you kind of you're looking over the whole horizon. Yeah. Th- th- there was a high-res picture of that that I think somebody tweeted out. Stuff like that I absolutely like and make it into a poster. And if I had a room that was just for gaming, I would have stuff like that in there. There you go. But, Got it. Next question is from Richard Escobar, and basically it's in regards to uh, is there a surprise game in Nintendo uh, in Nintendo's catalog for the rest of the year? Yep. And I know, Justin, you had one that you've been mentioning several times. Yep. And that is? We're going we're gonna to see it in September, and it's going to be in the November spot because there is a huge gap right now that Nintendo does not have a game first party from them at their holiday season. It's going to be announced in the next Nintendo Direct. I suspect it's Donkey Kong Country because that was rumored for a while, but there is definitely a huge gap you, in that game. You mean Donkey Kong 2D? Whatever, I don't care, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying, there is a huge gap, and they absolutely are going to want to fill that. Yes. They, they just cool. shrunk them down and put them in a ball. Oh, I will stab <laughs> you. Chase's bananas everywhere. <laughs> it's actually Monkey Ball DLC. That's how they're getting Donkey Kong Country That's exactly. in. <laughs> they have Sonic in the game. Why not? A, re- a remake of the original Donkey Kong. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And then uh, now we got SAZ, uh, Sebastian. He's asking if we're going to get a uh, Game Pass news-like show, but for PSX. <laughs> So, but uh, uh, just like this is, yeah, I will say this, Sebastian, if somebody <laughs> is interested in, in, in creating a PlayStation dads program or whatever you want to call it, hit us up. Like, <laughs> let's talk. No with it. Let's talk. Yep. Yeah. I mean, just as a, as a guy who did it, I mean, let me just say that's, I, I got started. Well, Sean and I got started two years ago with Dan at the time. Uh, with Dad Crossing, and it literally it, it literally started just as simple as me being like, "Hey, Justin, I'd like to podcast, and I like Animal Crossing. I have this idea. What do you think?" And Justin was really cool. He was like, uh, "Sure, we'll support you in any way you want. You just got to find the people and and that you want to do it with, and and have at it." And I was like, "No," oh. it was like I was like all ready to be like, "No, we're we're like to like have to pitch or to do." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that was real easy. Now I just got to go find people." <laughs> So yeah, so they're really cool about it. Let me just say that from yes. this side of from this side of the viewpoint, we appreciate that very very much. And the last point that Sebastian brought up too was in regards to um, it was brought about in regards to Suda Fifty One talking about his ideas for a No More Heroes Four already, but he said it wasn't up to him, and it seems like uh, it could be a good discussion topic. He thought so. Should companies consider staying indie versus getting a publisher? perhaps even a big first-party publisher like Nintendo, is getting a publisher worth the resources. Some games wouldn't even get made if they didn't get funded. Some creators would find a way without it, et cetera, et cetera. So not necessarily um, a question, but a discussion topic, staying indie versus getting a publisher. I'll take that very quickly because we covered a little bit of this in our episode this week. 
Um, is it Outriders, wasn't it? That was mm-hmm. an absolutely huge hit early on in the year and just after the release of the Series X, Series S, and PS5. Um, there's actually a we we discussed it. In a, there's a and I can't think of the name of it. People can't fly. Are you thinking of the devs? Yeah, yeah. That, I say I, it's yeah. a. I don't know. It's a new story. That's the way I'm looking for. I just can't remember. Oh, the name. I, was <laughs> like, I, was, I was trying. So to, there's, yeah. a, there's a new story about them out of the moment. Six a.m. for him. All right. <laughs> give me, give me a second. So there's a new story out for them at the moment that pe- people can fly. Um, the Polish developers. Um, have actually received zero royalties mm-hmm. for that game from Square Enix, which is the publisher. So, yes, there is some issues with um, doing stuff like that because those guys started back in 2003. Um, they hit some financial issues anyway and were bought out by Epic Games. And we know Epic Games made a buttload of cash with a few other things. Uh, Fortnite being one of them. Uh, and so for them to then branched off, recreate, like rehandled themselves back as what they were originally, to then team up with another publisher and not make any money from a game that's done very, very well. You've, you've constantly got that issue going from is an indie developer. Is that bad contract negotiation or is that just Square being a joke? There's, there's no... Or both. There's no real meat to the story yet other than the CEO of People Can Fly saying that they've got no sales figures back from Square Enix about everything. They kind of surmise that they sold somewhere between two and three million units. So it, yeah, it, I, it does sound like a bad contract deal. Yeah, as I, as I recall with that, the agreement was essentially that they would be provided their quarter one earnings uh, after their costs of development or publishment was taken place. And basically Square Enix was like, and your check is zero dollars, uh, because they have not made enough on the sales of it, uh, to be able to actually basically send back to the, to the development team. Um, and, and so that, I mean, yeah, that, that's part of the contract, right? I think in any game, and it's interesting to know, obviously that was also on Game Pass. So I don't know how that contract worked. That's what right, we yeah. were, that's what we well, were talking we're, about. There's a lot of try and look head at scratchers there about like, wait a second. Right. Um, I, th- and I think that's a great example. The other one that comes to mind, actually, Sean and, and Nick, you guys would probably remember this as well. Uh, Tim Schafer from, from Double Fine, when he was purchased by the Microsoft team, one of the first things I was asked, and I think like Greg Miller asked it on kind of funny about it was like, Hey, so now you're, you're no longer an indie studio. Like, what does this mean for you? And Tim's answer was like, sweet. I don't need to worry about the finances anymore. I don't need to sweat that stuff, right? I've got, I can, I can now. I've got the big backing of a big development team or big company behind me. I don't need to be like trying to to hustle to get funding for another project from somewhere else, trying to pitch, and you don't know where it's coming from, right? You can go back to Telltale Games, right? The re- one of the reasons Telltale Games collapsed, many reasons, but one of them being is they couldn't get the funding. They were an indie developer, had a lot of success, but they're, but you're always hustling. You're always hustling for the next agreement. The next thing, if you're an indie developer who can then say, I've got the backing of Microsoft, I've got the backing of Nintendo, and you can alleviate that stress and you can just be creative. And that's something that's not hanging over your head. It can allow, it can, it can open you up. Now, are you selling your soul for the devil? That's tough, tough, tough mm-hmm. thought to say. But in the case, and I think Sean, your example here is, you know, potentially uh, people who could fly may have. 
right? It's very tough to say as well. I think there's, I think it's a double-edged sword, that relationship of whether you stay indie or whether you go big publisher as well. Like yeah, Bayonetta 2 is a good example of a game that wouldn't have existed if Nintendo didn't step up. Yeah. What is it? I didn't hear it said. Bayonetta 2. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, you guys actually last week talked about it a little bit, about the on the other side of like, okay, now you have a publisher what does this prevent you from doing when you and Seth and Marty were talking about um, giving updates about games? Mm. And I thought that was really, you know, yeah, it's great. Developers, indie developers can give updates whenever the heck they please. And that's great. And the moment you have a publisher, you know, publisher might say, no, 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 we don't, we don't want you to talk about this right now. So stay mum and just do what you got to do to get it out. And so, yeah, there's, there's that side of it too. They have, they have some say in what happens and, and, and when it happens. And also, I looked up the No More Heroes 3 page, and that is a self-published game. It's both developed and published by Grasshopper. So, maybe he just doesn't want to get into the publishing world anymore. Kind of like what you said about Schaefer saying, I don't have to deal with the finances anymore. I'm happy. Mm. Speculation. Yeah. But, you know, he, they, they definitely can publish. Just Maybe they don't want to publish anymore. And that's a wrap. That's a wrap. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, show. I mean, I, like, I could literally see Nick fading for what the last like, hour. He's like, This is his prime. What are you talking about? Off screen. Sean with a nice dig of like, I was hoping to go to sleep for an hour. Looks like I can't. <laughs> I know. I don't know. That, that was, that was like a real jam. There it is. Yeah, the daylight the sunlight, the sunlight's coming through. I recognize that. I recognize that. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm literally scanning the, the, the living room doorway because um lindsay's children. like she she goes swimming well not children but possibly she goes swimming every morning around this time so like she was kind of expecting me to come up for an hour before she went swimming so she's going to come stand at the doorway and just go why are you still here <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. well let's see if we can get you out of here so you can get sw- uh swimming ladies and gentlemen uh thank you so much before i go into this nick sean any last things you want to say about game pass news or where to direct people or promote your content uh, you can find us on any Twitch and Twitter. Just search Game Pass News. Uh, we're on any pad, podcast app. We drop on uh, Saturdays. Uh, and that's about that's about it. Anything? Just one last thing. Just one last thank you to you guys for having us on, supporting our content on Discord like you do. You can always talk to us there too. Um, and so yeah, I just really we really appreciate what you guys do for us. Anything I'm missing, yep. Sean? No, we just we. It's mainly due to my shifts, but if you want to catch us live on Twitch, um, we alternate. So if this week we did Thursday, next week would have been Tuesday. So the week after that would be Thursday, and that's just because of how my shifts go. Um, but yeah, we try and alternate that Tuesdays and Thursdays. I am looking at trying to bridge that gap and have it like every, on a day every time, but I need to look around my uh, time scales and stuff. We're just two guys having fun. We can't always be professional over here. No. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it. We <laughs> That's all the whole thing is, right? Just to, let's have fun with it. And everybody come along for the end. ride. Everybody else comes along for the ride, right? Yeah, so. exactly. But, but yeah, as Nick said, I just want to reiterate that. Yeah, I am really grateful for for all the help that we had with Dad Crossing. Um, I know, like, I, I started getting to the point when I was forwarding stuff onto Jesse, I was thinking, man, we could really do this for him and stuff like that. And then moving into the Game Pass news, that like, letting us use Discord, and, you know, we, we kind of 
kickstarted it it got kickstarted with a fan base of people there as well so yeah much love for that thank you very much no worries good good uh yeah thank you and again gentlemen thank you for your content thank you for being amazing content creators for sharing your passion with us for sharing your passion with our community we greatly appreciate it it's people like you that we absolutely love having as part of our community so thank you both um so much i can't say that enough uh i also want to say thank you to the amazing people in our twitch and youtube channel thank you for being here uh we appreciate you as well uh let's close it off again uh ladies and gentlemen uh, a couple thank yous that i need to give out uh a big thank you to our Patreon producers, Dave Erdsberg, Antonio Contrario, and Solo Something for being our executive Patreon producers. We greatly, greatly thank you. Uh, thank you to everyone who's subscribing over to us on YouTube, Twitch, uh, all of that great stuff. Again, a huge reminder, if you are interested in the products for Manscaped, head over to manscaped.com. Use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Uh, if you like Nintendo Dads and all the stuff that we do, check us out on the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube. We're not on the TikTok because we're not cool enough for that. I just can't handle that. You know, just not up for that. Uh, you can head over to uh, our website, which is uh, NintendoDads.org. You can check out all of our Nintendo Dads merch. There is Nintendo Dad merch still in existence, including hats, t-shirts, and all that great stuff as well. Uh, if you're interested in sending us an email or participating in the show, head over to NintendoDads at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 929-25MDads or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix, this wonderful music you're hearing throughout our show. And of course, you can catch us in all of your favorite podcast catchers like CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify. While you're there, make sure it's a four or five-star review. If it's anything less than that, screw you and put it on the Mega Dads page, not ours. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you so much for your time. For myself, Jesse, Nick, Tim, Sean, and for Marty, be good, tell someone you love them, and have a fantastic week. Because you are awesome. Bye-bye. Good night, peeps. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. Maple syrup mooses.